It's time to get your checking account to zero with free checking from PenFed. That's zero ATM fees, zero balance requirements, and zero time spent waiting for your paycheck to direct deposit because you can receive it up to one day early. Open your account with just $25 and see how big zero can be. Apply online today at penfed.org slash free checking. Early direct deposit eligibility may vary between pay periods and timing of payers' funding. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. What's up, bigots? How's everybody doing out there? How's it going, everybody? How y'all doing? How y'all doing? We got quite the introduction, isn't it? Isn't it? The, uh, the, the problem in the world, right? The problem in the world is, of course, is, of course, it's toxic masculinity. Toxic masculinity. Families and people having babies and reproducing. Ooh. Poor Prince Philip. You have stolen his dreams and his childhood. You have stolen Prince Philip's, poor little Prince Philip's childhood. Oh. Look at all you bigots in the chat, you guys. We got it. We're, we're doing a simulcast. We're going on YouTube right now. And we're also on Rockfin. So if you guys haven't heard of Rockfin, Rockfin is a platform where we do not get censored. On my YouTube, which took down our last stream, so we got a we got a false copyright claim on that last stream. YouTube just blocks it everywhere. Um, it's clearly within fair use guidelines. Clearly within fair use guidelines, but it is what it is. YouTube has blocked the previous stream. Right, come up here, jibba jabba for two and a half hours. We had a great presentation on the last stream. Great presentation on the last stream. We talked about sir. Always got to do the sir. Sir, David Attenborough. David Attenborough, the, the voice of nature. The voice that always tells you exactly what the anthropomorphized animals are doing. And exactly how the naughty little human babies are choking those poor animals to death with all their toxic CO2 exhalations. They talk about Attenborough. We talked about the uh, the book Eco Science. Yeah, we pulled a little bit. We might be talking a little bit more about this text, Eco Science. Paul Ehrlich, Anne Ehrlich, and John P. Holdren. Eco Science, population, resources, environments. There's also kind of an abridged version of the book. I think they actually might have added some sections. This is a little bit later. This is Population, Resources, Environment, Issues in Human Ecology from Paul Ehrlich and Anne Ehrlich. Right? So uh, we talked a little bit about the, um, the blatant genocidal undertones of environmentalism right now. That the whole environmental movement. You know, we're, to, we're told, oh, we're, we're saving the animals, right? We've got to save the animals. We've got to save all the plants. We're saving the forests. We're going we're gonna to preserve the ecology, right? All these things, they sound great. They sound freaking fantastic on the surface. But, unfortunately, unfortunately, it really doesn't play out that way. When you look into the funding of these groups, World Wildlife Fund, for instance, right? And when you look at where they came from, the roots of them, World Wildlife Fund rooted in eugenicist Julian Huxley, right? Trans, not just eugenicist, transhumanist eugenicist Julian Huxley's work. Yeah, his brother wrote Brave New World. 
Now, a lot of people see Brave New World as some sort of a, a warning. Oh, we're warning all the people about this. I, I'm not so sure. I'm not so sure that Aldous Huxley was this great philanthropist putting out, these, uh, putting out his writings in order to help us, to, to tell us plebs and to warn us. I mean, if you actually listen to his speech at Berkeley, the University of California, Berkeley, it sure sounds like he's kind of rubbing our faces in it. Beside the point, though, his brother, Julian Huxley, opened eugenicists. Their grandfather, T.H. Huxley. T.H. Right, Huxley was Darwin's bulldog. Yeah, helped to push the pseudoscience narrative of Darwinian evolution, right, which is essentially a racial, uh, a, a, a racist ideology driven by a nihilistic worldview, a materialistic worldview that justifies the racial superiority of the British Empire, right? of, the, of the British. The racial superiority of, of course, Darwin, whose family was intermarrying with and uh, inbreeding with the Wedgwood family for generations, right? These are a bunch of inbred eugenicists at their core. When you study what these people believe, what their driving ideology is, it's not very scientific at all. It's not really scientific, even though they claim to be the high priests of scientism. Right? The people behind the modern environmental movement actually have weaponized anthropology. Right? They haven't weaponized actual science. Well, they have to a certain extent, but what they say is science is not actual science. It is not the result of the scientific empirical method of testing hypotheses. No, they're based on preconceived notions of racial superiority. They're based upon metaphysical, metaphysical beliefs about materialism, so-called rationalism, which leads them to completely irrational conclusions. Right? They, they say they're based, in, they're based in humanism, yeah? Man is the center of the universe, right? not, not God as the center of creation. Not God as the locus of truth. Man. Man's mind. Right? So it's kind of this Gnostic, humanist, mishmash, hodgepodge philosophy. Basically, basically pragmatism. Where they will take different bits of whatever philosophy suit their means, suit their needs, uh, rather, and their, uh, and their ends. The ends which are power, right? These uh, the people behind the environmental movement have historically sought power over the natural world. Right? We talked about the shift from the eugenics movement to the environmental movement. A good book. Where did that go? Did I have that pulled up? I thought I had Lily E. K.'s book here somewhere. There it is. Yeah. Lily E. K.'s book. Caltech. The Rockefeller Foundation and the Rise of the New Biology by Lily E. K. I know this is a fantastic book. She is uh, an MIT, or this was published via MIT, Program in Science, Technology, and Society, Massachusetts Institute of Technology, Oxford University Press in 1993. At the Molecular Vision of Life, Caltech, the Rockefeller Foundation, and the Rise of the New Biology. Now, what Lily E. K., very effectively lays out, and Lily E.K. isn't some 
some kook conspiracy theorist. She's not some crazy person ranting and raving about nonsense. She ain't talking about lizard peeps and nothing like that. Lily E.K. was a highly respected academic and broke down the history of the university system and the hijacking and the building up of the foundational structure of the modern university system by philanthropists. Yes, yes, we have the modern philanthropists now. You got Bill Gates. You got the Open Society Fund or Open Society Foundation, Georgia Source. You've got uh, you've got the Ford Foundation, right? The Wellcome Trust, working closely with Bill Gates on all these agricultural and pharmaceutical programs. You've got uh, the, the World Wildlife Fund, another one of these NGOs. Yeah, these are all philanthropic endeavors, but the original philanthropists, of course. We're basically just rebranding robber baron money, rebranding monopoly money, and created a tax-free foundation scam, a scheme that allowed them to funnel massive amounts of capital into social engineering, right? Now, they'll call them social programs, but essentially what it really is, is it's social engineering. Yeah, it's not social programs in order to better the planet. It's not social programs in order to improve the health of people. It's social programs in order to engineer the future, in order to consolidate more power and more profits into the hand of the stakeholders and their shareholders who were the billionaire philanthropists who create these foundations so that they don't have to pay taxes and they can donate money and give philanthropic uh, donations to companies that they've invested in. Right, it's it, it's a total scam. Yeah, so Lily E. K. breaks down the pivot of the eugenics movement, which had to rebrand itself after World War II, pivoting into environmentalism, conservation, which is what we see now, justifying further lockdowns. We're talking about climate lockdowns. We need we need the climate lockdowns. We need climate lockdowns. Oh, goodness. We need climate lockdowns. We need, uh, we need to set aside, what do they say, 30% of the biosphere globally in a new global commons. Yeah, we need a global government, of course, in order to protect the environment from the nasty, naughty human babies. Yeah, we need full-on eugenics breeding programs, of course, but no, they call them family planning. Family planning, yeah. reproductive health services. Oh yes, reproductive health services. Yeah. So, Lily E.K.'s book really uh, instrumental in understanding the shift that we've seen. We talked about the changing images of man. I've still got a bunch of these books pulled out. Stanford Research Institutes the changing images of man, right? Which demonstrates the shift to a lot of this money being flowed through the university systems, which, I mean, you can, you can go to the Rockefeller Foundation's President's Five-Year Review and Annual Report from like 1968, and you can see, sorry, I got one of Jessica's hairs on my head, you can see where their money's been going to, right? These big philanthropic organizations like the Rockefeller Foundation. You can check out the 1988 report. Right, you can see what sort of things they've been investing in. Of course, social programs, the arts. Yes, yes, uh, very important to them controlling the arts, but also 
scientific research and very specific types of scientific research, including lots and lots of research into population control methods. Yeah, uh, population control methods, a lot of the research is also done in concert with the World Health Organization. What do you know? What do you know? Right, you've got uh, the, let's see, from 1978, evaluating the safety and efficacy of placental antigen Vaccines for Fertility Regulation Task Force on Immunological Methods for Fertility Regulation, the WHO Special Program of Research, Development, and Research Training in Human Reproduction. It's 1978. 1978. Whoa there. Whoa there. We've got Development of Immunological Methods of Fertility Regulation. Bulletin of the World Health Organization, 1987. Oh, well, you can imagine that you know, the, the technology might have advanced just a little bit with these millions of dollars being pumped in by tax-free foundations. Right? Uh, and, and over 20 years of research at that point, right? From 1968, 1987, that last one is. Vaccines for Fertility Regulation. Huge chapter by... P.D. Griffin here. So we're going to get into a lot of these things on a later stream. Just give it a little preview of kind of what's to come here on the channel and some of the uh, some of these deeper research topics that we're going to be continuing to delve quite deeply in. You've got 1992 from Geneva, Switzerland. Fertility regulating vaccines. Report on a meeting between women's health advocates and scientists to review the current status of the development of fertility regulating vaccines. This is uh, the World Health Organization, 19. 93. Okay. Oh. Some of these are kind of hard to find right now, but you know the Wayback Machine. The Wayback Machine can be very helpful when you're doing research sometimes. But anyways, we'll be, uh, we'll be getting into some of that stuff later. That's just a little taste of what's to come. Today we're talking about some of the social engineering methods, and this ties in, of course, with the changing images of man. Stanford Research Institute's The Changing Images of Man, Changing Man's Image of Himself, where his place is in the cosmos, what he is all about. What, he, uh, what man is here to do. What man's place in the universe is. Right? And changing man's, man's image of himself in order to change his behavior. Of course, this is to create a utopia. Yeah, we're going to create this global utopia where... We can protect the ecology, or we can protect the planet, or we can protect the poor animals, the crickets, <laughs> the crickets and the cows. Gotta protect them. We must protect them. All right. We'll come over here, say what's up to the chat. What are you bigots doing? What are all you bigots doing? What are all you bigots doing? We got the Art of Truth and Love up in the chat. What's up? What's up, Art of Truth and Love? Exposing Powerful Lies live streams. We got the wrenches. We got the wrenches throwing hammers in the chat. Throwing hammers like I'm about to be with some, with some females in the ring now that I'm a woman, right? Am I right? You guys ready? I'm still waiting for my first gender-affirming boxing match to be confirmed. Not been confirmed yet. We'll see. We'll see. All right, we got uh, Art of Truth and Love says that literally can't donate right now. The button is gray. What the heck is going on there? 
Let me make sure my stream labs is up and running. We got we got one of the top supporters of the stream. The art of truth and love always always supporting. You know, when I pull it up, it would allow me to donate to myself. It would allow me to donate to myself. Let's see. This week. Let's see if I Yeah. All right, it's working for me. Art of Truth and Love. Maybe just, I don't know, close your browser. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. I've, I'm, I'm very sorry because no one else has supported the stream yet. The Art of Truth and Love's over there trying. Over there trying. Over there trying to support. <laughs> but can't. Just try refreshing it, maybe. Close it, open it back up. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I love to racism, bro. Arbabados, Arbabados, all the while. Arbabados is winning the super chat competition. We got we got the first sponsor of the stream right here. Thank you guys. If you enjoy the work we do, if you like the channel, if you enjoy the goofiness, the seriousness, if you enjoy any of it, please support. We need your support. We get none from YouTube. YouTube has screwed the ability to grow our channel. That's why we're we're going over to Rockfin right now. And we might start doing exclusive second half of streams to Rockfin quite soon. Right? Because a lot of things I'd like to talk about that uh, just like all those uh, all, all these studies that I got printed out over here that I'd like to kind of peck through with you guys in order to demonstrate well, some some points that you can't really get too deep into making here on YouTube, but you can kind of you can dance around the subject. So anyways, uh, we're going to be doing some more second half streams over there on Rockfin. We're going to have exclusive premium content on Rockfin. You know what's cool about Rockfin? They don't, they do not censor like YouTube. And they don't, they don't screw you over with like faulty ass copyright claims like YouTube will often do. So shout out to Clayton Wright over there. Clayton Wright over there sent a $2 tip. Sending a nice $2 tip over there on Rockfin. They do. Rockfin's awesome, guys. They have a tipping. They have a tip ability. What do you call it? A tipping uh, um, mechanism. They got a tipping button. It's like two dollars, five, ten, um, twenty, and fifty, and a hundred. Those are the options. So I know a lot of you. A lot of you trying trying to tip like a thousand. You're not going to be able to tip a thousand over there on Rockfin. You will be able to tip up to a hundred though. But like Clayton Wright over there, he tipped two dollars. Thank you very much, Clayton. He says, "Yeah, buddy, keep fighting the new world odor." The odor, the odor of the new world. We shall, we shall. Um, I, I'm a soy boy because I love soy. All right. You're a soy boy because you love soy. We also got Arbabados. We got um, Art of Truth and Love. I'm sorry. I don't know why. You're, you're most definitely not banned from, uh, from, from uh, donating. In fact, the, quite the opposite. Quite the opposite. We try to make it as easy to donate as possible for you, uh, you know. So yeah, we got we got Arbabados donating ten bucks. Top donor of the stream, top bigot says just making sure it's up and running. So it is up and running for Arbabados, but we need we need at least twenty more people to test this um, because we don't know, right? Squeeze the system, donating ten bucks says congrats on the move to Rockfin. Let's get an exclusive Elon Musk stream. There we go. There we go. You know, the doing just us doing full on streams just on Rockfin at this point doesn't make that much sense because we've got to build up the uh, the audience over there, right? So what we can maybe do is do first half YouTube, second half Elon Musk over there on Rockfin. Maybe maybe we can get a. Uh, I know there are a few researchers out there who have done some deep dives on Elon Musk. It'd be great to get one of them to come on 
and talk about the history of Mr. Musk, the Musk family, connections to Technocracy Inc., his strange, like, uh, holistic health coach mom, and, uh, and all of that stuff, right? His, his connections to DARPA, his long-standing connections with the U.S. military, his uh, deep connections in multiple aspects of longer big picture social engineering stuff, including his like gaming stuff, his, his um, uh, Burning Man connections. So yeah, we're gonna that, that's a good idea. Squeeze the system. Thank you very much for donating that ten bucks. We got we got two donors over here in the Streamlabs. Streamlabs is the best way to support guys. Um, our truth and love was trying to support, and I, I appreciate it. Sorry. Something's wrong. Something's really wrong. Says our truth and love. I don't know what's up. I don't know what's up. You know, there is a... I could even... You know, if you guys are having trouble with the Streamlabs, that would be unfortunate. But I think we do have... Let me see. If you look at the description of the video, it says support our work, donate. That's mandatory also, by the way, for everybody. Must. not I'm kidding. Um, but we appreciate it if you do. We appreciate the support we get. We get no support from YouTube, but you got a little PayPal link over there. There's a PayPal button. You could donate directly through PayPal, and I can just pull up my email. Which email does it go to? Okay. Pull up the email, and then I'll be able to see notifications there. So if anybody's having trouble with Streamlabs, that is a workaround. You can do the no-no straight to PayPal. And I'm sorry, our truth and love. I'm especially sorry because I... Uh, you know, we, we love the support that you've uh, been able to give us over the last, I don't know, year or two you've been enjoying the channel. We got Mavenique tipping 10 bucks over there. Thank you very much, Mavenique. Maven, Mavenique. 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 I don't know which one. Is it Mavenique? Is it Mavenique? Is it Mavenique? I do not know. But we appreciate that tip, $10 tip over there on Rockfin. There we go. We got over 20 people watching on Rockfin. That's good. You guys, make sure to, uh, you just make a free account on Rockfin. I'll put the link one more time in here so you can uh, pull up a tab on Rockfin too. You know, you might as well. Give it a view on the YouTube. Give it a view on the Rockfin. Hey, hey now. <laughs> hey now. Howard Stern, they used to always say, the, hey now, hey now. Ugh. All right, yeah, so I'm sorry, uh, the art of truth and love. I, I'm especially sorry because that means we miss out. We miss out on your awesome support. So, All right, guys, we got Matt Andrews up in the chat. Watch out. Toxic masculinity has entered the chat. Zoomer crew checking in. Zoomer squad checking in. Yeah, Jim Jim over here on, on Rockfin says, YouTube sucks. That's right, YouTube sucks. YouTube is terrible. YouTube deleted the last stream. So we're trying to move everyone over there to Rockfin, but it's going to happen on slowly, you know. I'll say once we get, like, consistently 100 people watching over on Rockfin, then we'll start doing streams just to Rockfin. Yeah, and we're gonna, I think what we might do also is when streams happen here, when streams happen over here, we might be able to, um, we might be able to get the second half. We'll do the second half over on Rockfin, and then we might even start like we'll stream to YouTube, and then might just we'll make it private, and then have the premium content. The back catalog could be on Rockfin for subscribers, right? So if it's a free account on Rockfin, watch the free uh, the free stuff, and then you upgrade to a subscription, which is how they monetize it, right? So you have exclusive content for the subscribers. So we might do that. I haven't really figured out the what we're gonna do there. Not really sure. 
So yeah. All right, all right. Let me come over here. Thank you guys all for supporting uh, the art of truth and love. Thank you for supporting. I mean, I you said you sent a super chat. I believe you. I believe you. I'll just I'll, I'll pull the email up. We'll see what happens. Maybe it'll we'll get like a PayPal notification or something. And uh, but I'm I'm so sorry if it's if it's giving you problems. You're definitely not banned from uh, from supporting. And we love the support you give, and we appreciate your presence. So everybody in the chat on YouTube, hit the thumbs up. Share the vidges. Share the vidges. I think Arbabados is trolling you, Art of Truth and Love. <laughs> Arbabados, be nice to Art of Truth and Love. You just got timed out. Exposing powerful lies. Exposing powerful lies just slapped you up. Arbabados is trolling. Be nice, Arbabados. Art of Truth and Love is an old school supporter here. Many a stream would have ended an hour early. Or maybe have never happened if it weren't for people like the Art of Truth and Love supporting. All right, so... Yep, the link there is in the uh, is in the description. The link's over there on Rockfin as well. If you guys want your comments read live, and uh, yeah, so get, t help us test it though. Make sure it works. Help us test that stream live. <laughs> <link. laughs> <laughs> it worked. That's racism, man. I love to racism, bro. <laughs> it worked. We figured it out. We figured it out the art of truth and love. Rejoice, rejoice. It worked. That's your donation right there. And you're the top bigot of the chat. And you're the top freaking bigot. Number one bigot in the chat. Art of Truth and Love. Thank you very much. It worked. Says, why are my donations not going through? All caps. But it went through. Finally. Stupid ass stream lads. What's your problem? What's your problem? You trying, to, you trying to stop this philanthropist, the Art of Truth and Love, from performing philanthropic acts? That almost sounds like a... Sounds like a crime, right? Arrested for performing philanthropic acts in public. <laughs> the Art of Truth and Love received a suspended sentence for <laughs> philanthropic acts in the public space. Uh, William Kareen, what's up, dude? William Kareen, you're awesome, man. William Kareen supported. I know, I know William uh, has supported in many different ways, and... He's all up in the support. I'm feeling good as hell about this dog. I wish that one was louder. I love that one. That's the best one. I feel like Lil Wayne with his scissor. He tipped 10 bucks on, uh, over there on Rockfin, so thank you very much. Uh, we, we, have, we got a really good show today. We got, Mitt, we got Mountain XII donating 20 bucks over here in the, uh, in the stream labs as well. Thank you very much. Whatever that name is. I can't even read it. M to Z. Says Biden stimulated me really good, so I'm passing on a bit here. Spend it while it's worth something. Yeah, where's my Biden stimulus? Biden doesn't stimulate me. I'm sure. I'm sure he'd be stimulating my wife, walking up behind my wife and sniffulating her. Be Biden be sniffulating my wife if she was in the same room. Ain't stimulating me, Mr. Biden. About to send a set of stairs in your ass, Biden. All right. Ah, oh, yeah. Where's where's my stimulus? Where my stimulus at? We should act, we should figure that out and make them deposit that shit. I want one. Do that. I want one too. Yeah, I, I'm not gonna get one on mine. Oh, alas! I never get the Biden. I didn't get no Trump bucks. I ain't getting no Biden bucks. But I got a John World bucks over there. On, <laughs> over there. John World says, how many of the old school eugenicists do you think are cryogenically frozen? That's a great question, man. I don't know. 
I have no idea. How many are cryogenically frozen? I don't know. You think Walt Disney? You think Walt Disney's got his head in a head in a vat? Maybe that's what Minecraft is, right? <laughs> that's actually what Minecraft is. The old school eugenics. John D. Rockefeller with Julian Huxley. They're like the top Minecraft streamers. Ah. <laughs> uh. Deputy Dave says Biden would be sniffing Tristana if Tristana had hair. As probably he probably would. He probably would. now that I'm a woman, I gotta I gotta watch out for sexual harassment. Ever since I became a, a woman, all these dudes trying to trying to stick their dick up in me. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, these freaking dudes, perverts. Men want one thing, and it's disgusting. Only one, one thing. All right. Anyways, we jibber jabbering enough. Thank you guys all for supporting the Art of Truth and Love. Top bigot of the chat. Uh, number two bigot of the chat so far. We got MTN TXI, and then we got we got all the awesome bigots over there on Rockfin. Awesome bigots over there on Rockfin. <laughs> the Art of Truth and Love again, though. The Art of Truth and Love slamming the hammer down. Our truth and love is feeling like Lil Wayne with that thither. With that thither. <laughs> Our truth and love, you would. You would send this one again. Here, I'll pull this up here. Our truth and love, send a big old fat $50 super chat. Pulling into first place. Just solidifying that first place spot. And testing if it works. We've got to test to make sure the Streamlabs works, right? Uh, it says, hey, last week was dips. We go to the moon this week. I hope so. I hope so. Because you know what moon moonshots mean? You know what crypto moonshots mean? It means all you crypto, you cryptillionaires out there are going to be tipping. You guys will be tipping on the Rockfin. You guys will be tipping over here on the YouTube for this non-hodler, this, uh, for, this, for this mere peasant over here who ain't been hodling. You guys are going to be mooning, and then that, those, those will filter down to the plebs like me. So I, I appreciate those moonshots. Let me pull this video up that you, that you just so kindly sent over. I know what you're doing with this. You're just trying to, you're just trolling me now because, because we watched this last time, didn't we? This is the one you sent before. Just lost lots of money. Oh, that's okay. I am with you, with you. Oh man, the Kevin just lost lots of money. Oh, how does this have? How does this have almost half a million views? This is so bad. <laughs> this is like. <laughs> the art of truth and love is looking forward to to a moonshot this week. What's I haven't even looked at crypto. I haven't looked at crypto. We our phone with our authenticator app is broken, so I can't even look at any of my crypto. I can't move any crypto around. Come on, Doge. Doge to the moon, right? Am I right? All right, anyways, enough, enough jibber-jabber. All right, so today we're talking about the changing images of man, changing images of woman, the changing images of family, right? And where this is actually leading. Now, when we talk about things like polyamory, transhumanism doesn't immediately come to mind, but there is a connection. Right? There are stepping stones towards this global technocracy that's being built. And those stepping stones include crises, right? Like there's a big new Brzezinski called it the arc of crisis. 
using the arc of crisis in order to bring in sweeping societal changes that you would not be able to implement otherwise. All right, we've got the lockdown. Who, who would have ever thought that we would have this global institution implemented called lockdowns, right? Where the experts of the settled science would come together and decide, we got to lock down entire economies. We're going to have to shut down and call private businesses, small businesses, non-essential. Right? We'll call them non-essential. We will shut down schools. We will tear, you know, we're going to have all of the culture just completely locked down. We're going to do, and, and we're going to use a prison term too. We're not just going to, we're not just going to call it quarantine. We're going to call it lockdown, right? This is, this is, um, you know, this is like Folsom prison now. This is lockdown. Lockdown is what happens when there are prison riots, when the prisoners are being naughty. And they got to lock down. Who would have thought? We've got modern masculinity. New dads in lockdown. I had a real feeling of inadequacy. We're not going to watch this video. I just like that headline, right? right the, the, the new masculinity. And you've got, of course, this, this woman. We'll watch a little bit of it. This woman exploring what it is to, uh, to be masculine. <laughs> Modern masculinity, the Guardian's Imam Amrani, speaks to fathers of young children about their experiences during lockdown. She meets Mark Williams, a father's mental health campaigner, to hear about the challenges that new dads face. He discusses how important it is to address the struggles they encounter beyond fatherhood and how this can affect the whole family. I can't even, it's not even let me play it. Just, I like, that was a really funny headline, right? And so the, the engineering of the new society or the engineering of the culture, the engineering of your consciousness to accept something that you wouldn't have normally accepted, right? Things like polyamory. When you think about the culture, uh, even just post-World War II, right? Post-World War II, which, you know, American culture was, it was still a great big jumbled mess back then. It's not like there was this panacea, you know, a lot of like people who are talking about, oh, you know, traditionalism, look at all these cool pictures of marketing from the 1950s, the white picket fence and... You got Leave It to Beaver, and it was so wholesome back then. I mean, even you know, World War II was a was a giant, big jumbled mess. World War One, huge, huge depopulation, traumatization, bloodbath. Right, just one of the most horrible things to ever happen. All right, so here, here let me see, let me transform this and drop this bottom top. Oh, that's good. All right. So now we've got, <clears throat> shoot, what was I talking about? American culture, right? The ideal, the ideal family, right? It went from you know, the wholesome dads going to work, moms at home with the kids, leave it to beaver family, beaver cleaver, right? And uh, with, the, with the wholesome messages on TV, and that slowly morphed over the, what was it, four or five decades, right? Since the 1950s. Right, you had the introduction of pop music. Right? You had the introduction of rock and roll music. You had Elvis Presley. It was scandalous. He scandalized everybody. Scandalized the world by gyrating his hips on stage, right? Doing the Humpty Dumpty dance, Elvis. Right? That, that was so scandalous back then. That was super scandalous. Now, we've got... Cardi B, right? You got WAP. You know, I feel it's just the uh, tall the... right now. And strong as an ox. 
We got Cardi B, Megan the Stallion, right? You've got um, you know, the pop music, just the shift from the 1950s to now is insane, right? And in between, you had steps, right? You had incrementally changing the culture through images, right? Which is what the Changing Images of Man book is about, right? This is a policy paper. This is a white paper, a policy paper about how to control people through cultural changes long-term, right? How to slow boil the frog, right? You had Jim Morrison. Ride the snake to the lake, the ancient lake. Right? Jim Morrison, degenerate, coomer, nihilist Jim Morrison, not just gyrating his hips, but whipping out his little dingling on stage, right? You had... What else? I mean, you had, you had Mick Jagger. And then you had David Bowie, right? Then you had transitioning into the 70s, right? The 60s, you kind of had the long hair started, the kind of gender bending stuff. Started a little bit with the fashion. Men wearing uh, the blouses and whatnot. And then in the 70s, it went full on. You know, with David Bowie, Lou Reed. Right? You had kind of the, the trans images, happening back then as well, right? Slowly shifting more towards this transhumanist, transgender, post-gender imagery, right? This like al alchemical fusion of male and female, like Baphomet imagery everywhere essentially, right? Led Zeppelin, right? the Crowleyans, right? Jimmy Page owning the Boleskine um, castle where John Bonham died. Right, these connections to the occult with the Beatles, right? Who uh, their tour manager for a while was Jimmy Savile, right? So you had the culture being directed. I mean, it's not just social engineering by, you know, uh, big foundations pouring money through universities, controlling the images through media. There are deeper aspects of this as well, right? When you start to see the threads of, um, you know, the characters like Crowley, Jimmy Savile, who seems to be a uh, kind of a shoot like a almost a direct spiritual descendant of Crowley, and even worse than him in so many ways. And his connection to the royal family, of course. Like Prince Charles wanting to make him the godfather of Prince Harry. <laughs> this is these, it's a really sick culture, right? Jimmy Savile was the Beatles tour manager for a while. There's a lot of photos of him with the Beatles. Yeah, and you had the 70s, you had the 80s, the hair metal bands where it got way crazier, right? Men with makeup. It wasn't just the long hair in the 80s, and it started to become makeup. It became full-on, it was like women, right? Like chicks. And the band Poison. <laughs> and the 90s came. What happened? What was with the 90s? They, they really dropped the ball in the 90s. Just like flannel shirts and shit. Lesbians with flannel shirts. When the 2000s came, oh my goodness, right? The hypersexualization of children, Britney Spears and Christina Aguilera. Well, the 80s, you also had, uh, the 80s and 90s, you had Madonna, right? I mean, that was, that was a huge thing. Madonna, very degenerate, hypersexual, very occultic in her, uh, in her music videos, like a virgin, stuff like that, right? Just a direct assaults on the Christian ethos, the, the view of what it is to be a woman, what it is to be a man being shifted consistently through pop culture. Then you had 
the early 2000s boy bands, right? These uh, you know abused boys and girls growing up through the Disney meat grinder, essentially. Coming up through the uh-oh. You want to find out? Find out. Uh-oh. Find out. Find out. You'll come at me and you'll find out how strong uh, I am. Mark, Mark Passio's getting, Mark Passio's raging, everybody. Calm down. Mark Passio doing his great work. His gay little satanic Freemasonic badge there. Um, shout out to Mark Passio. Love, love that guy's cringeworthy outbursts. Always, always funny to watch. Um, so yeah, you had this, uh, this kind of alchemical fusion of male and female shifting into lots more images of abuse, right? Isn't that a weird thing? Like there's the, the cultural phenomenon of the, uh, the, these pop stars and, and open abuse, right? And almost like ritual abuse. Yeah, I guess Madonna kind of had some of that going on in a lot of her videos with the S&M stuff. But then Britney Spears' first major hit was Hit Me Baby One More Time. Right, and it's just all about. She's dressed up as a schoolgirl, like a Catholic schoolgirl, right? Hypersexualized, and she was like seventeen or eighteen. Was she seventeen or eighteen? She was young. She might have been actually underage, as far as you know the legal age for. Um, you know, I go, oh, if you're eighteen, you could be a sexual degenerate. It's really cool and empowering. But if you're seventeen, the day you turn eighteen, then it's okay. But three days before you turn eighteen, oh, that's terrible. Right, it's like this this stupid arbitrary. Oh, here it's okay to sexualize everybody and to scandalize women and turn them into whores once they turn eighteen. That's empowerment. But if they're sixteen, seventeen, doing that's a little bit. Oh, I don't know about that. Right, but no, that that's that's gone. Right now, it's just sexualizing children. You know, it's horrible. All these Disney kids hanging out with the uh, with the, uh, the the music producers and whatnot. The boy bands. Look what happened to like Aaron Carter. Look at that dude now. Right? When you look at what they've done to these people psychologically, emotionally, how they've manipulated them, how they destroyed their psyches, completely smashed them. Completely destroyed these poor children. And now, and now, you know, uh, what, 20 years later? I can't believe it's 2021. 20 years later, after the early 2000s push, it's, it's just amplified. And the message is more amplified, right? Be a slut, be a whore. If you're a woman, if you're a dude, just be a, a, an effeminate castrato. Or... <laughs> That's racism, man. I love to racism, bro. I love to racism, bro. An effeminate castrado is the, uh, the the new male image, right? Like the uh, the soy face. The soy face is everywhere. The soy face. Here's the soy face. The face you make when the blood clots hit your brain. You got the uh, you know the the new male is a British forty year old single child, right? Obsessed with Nintendo Switch. Right, Mario Kart is his iconography. His ideal woman is an anime character. Right? That's the the new male. 
Yeah, and this shift has taken a long time and there's so many little subtleties that we bypass and of course we're oversimplifying this. But looking at it just from, <clears throat> from like a spiritual perspective, what they've done to our images of ourselves with these, with these icons, these public figures, these icons, these idols, right? American idol. Yeah, these idols. They've created... Stars. Remember Crowley said every, every man and woman is a star. There's, now everybody wants to be a star on social media, right? It kind of really is like a, like a very uh, satanic age that we've entered into. And it's not like it's just it's this brand new thing. We've been moving towards that gradually for, for over a thousand years. Since the Great Schism, the Enlightenment was a huge period of acceleration of cultural degradation. And now we're reaching the pinnacle of the results and the fruits of the Enlightenment philosophy, the fruits of the tree of knowledge and good of good and evil, usurped right, and eaten out of its place due to the lies told to our ancestors and due to the same lies still being sold to us now. You're going to be as gods. You can control everything. You're in charge. You're amazing. You're the, you're the peak of evolution. You are going to be as God. You could be anything. You could be a woman. I'm a woman now, remember? My wife, she's a lesbian. She won't admit it, but I, because I say I'm a woman, I'm a woman. <laughs> right? I'm going to Mars. I'm going to be the first woman on Mars. I'm going to be the first woman to, uh, I don't know, I don't know, to do something on Mars. I'm not even finish that joke. A bunch of really bad jokes came to mind. <laughs> All right, let's come over here to the chat. What's up, bigots in the chat? Dell one thousand. Dell one thousand. One of my one of my favorite bigots. Dell one thousand has been around for a little bit. Hello, Tristan. How are you? Why is my masculinity? Why is masculinity being attacked? Moreover, the Holy Bible says that the moon and stars are lights. I do not think people can land on them. Also, God bless you and your family, bro. You don't believe we went to the moon, bro? You don't believe that we went to the moon, but then. NASA said we destroyed the technology and we can't go back there, but we can go to Mars, no problem. Elon Musk is going to get us there. <laughs> you don't believe that, bro? The videos, dude. The big, the big blue marble. Why do you hate science? Yeah, that's what we're talking about. Why is masculinity being attacked? Why is family being attacked? Why is a new vision of who we are our place in the cosmos being formed, well, it's for social control. That's for social control. And ultimately, where this is leading, where these people are trying to push this, is a place that is incredibly dehumanizing. Right? It really is intensely dehumanizing where they want to push this. So today we're talking more about that. We're talking about the destruction of masculinity, the destruction of monogamy, the destruction of family. Now, because if you destroy the basic transmission vehicle for generational knowledge and behaviors, right? Children learn their behaviors from their parents in past epochs. Now children learn their behaviors from television, from social media, right? Our children don't. Our children don't, thank God, right? But many children, they learn how to behave from their parents, in the past, but now many children uh, unfortunately learn how to behave from cartoons, right? 
little cartoons where all the characters are like animals. Retarded acting animals. That's what they're giving. Like, children shouldn't be watching <laughs> cartoons with anthropomorphized animals acting like wee tats. They shouldn't be watching this stuff. These are their these are their examples that they're given. It's not just that. It's a, they're also watching hypersexualized other like children, right? They're watching you know they're going to drag queen story hour and all these great impre amazing things uh, that are just going to be you know form their psyche into the uh, the new uh, global good global citizen. So we're talking about that today. As usual, we're going to be having some fun. We'll be watching some funny videos too. We're already almost hour in, aren't we, bigots? We got Pano Costros. Pano Costros donated five bucks. Hey, Pano. Says, what's up, bigot supreme? How's your sex reassignment journey going? Tristana, baby girl. That's right. Baby girl. I prefer, well, baby girl's a little, that's a little bit, that's a little bit of toxic masculinity there. Pano. Let me, first of all, Pano. Excuse me, Pano. Come on. Pano. I didn't tell you you could call me baby girl. I'm a, I'm a woman. I'm a grown woman. And it's going good, but I don't feel I don't feel like I'm properly a woman until I have my first gender affirming fight. Either a boxing match or MMA match against a vegan woman. A vegan only a vegan woman. Okay? Especially now that it's Lent, I'm feeling weak. Right? Vegan woman. That's all. That's all I will accept. So I'm, I yeah, thank you for asking. I don't know if you're trying to be smug, if you're trying to like if you're trying to hurt my feelings because you know, because you know that none of these vegan women have accepted my fight challenge to have a gender-affirming boxing match with all the proceeds going to charity, right? We're gonna have uh, charities. We're gonna be going. They're, they're gonna be going to charities for um, gender reassignment surgeries for insects and animal and other animals, insects and um, yes, butterflies. We're gonna be doing gender reassignment surgeries for butterflies who are trans. My daughter has identified many of them. <laughs> Thank you very much. Pano, I appreciate that. Hey, guys, remember, we're, we're, we're live streaming over on Rockfin as well. Guys, go over there on Rockfin. We had, we had about 20 folks, 20 homies over there on Rockfin. Get back over there. I'll put the Rockfin link in the description here. Where is it? Here we go. Simulcast into Rockfin. Pull up a tab on Rockfin. It's free to make an account. We're going to be doing exclusive content over there very soon. We'll be doing some second half exclusives to Rockfin and doing some exclusive deep dive interviews over there. We've got a bunch of good stuff to come, but we've got to build up the subscriber base or rather the, uh, the follower base there first. And it's a, different, it's a little bit different model, right? Now, what's really cool about Rockfin, Rockfin is awesome. You can follow for free. Right? You just make a free account just like with YouTube. All you need, except it's better than YouTube. All you need is an email address to make an account. I guess YouTube must be like that because there's tons of fake troll accounts. But uh, there's no ads at all on Rockfin. Zero ads. No censorship. We can say what we want. We can do what we want. I'm sure within reason. I'm sure there's things you could do where they'd be like, get off our platform, you freaking weirdo spurgs. So yeah, they're, they're, they ain't censoring us. They're really cool. And they allow us to actually monetize the content, which is awesome. So go over there on Rockfin. Uh, pull up a uh, tab on there on Rockfin. You can do tips on Rockfin as well. They have a tipping mechanism, and they pay out in cryptos. They haven't got paid out yet, so we'll see. Hopefully, hopefully we'll see how that works, see how their 
thing works. And the way they monetize it, right? You have the free content and then you can make premium content. So we'll be doing premium exclusive content over there as well. And to get the premium content, you have to get a subscription. So if you make a free account and you decide to upgrade to a subscription, that's how you can get in on the free content or the premium content. And then of course you can access all the other premium content on the platform as well. So it's going to be awesome. So thank you guys who are over there sharing the video from Rockfin. We enjoy the platform so far, and the streaming quality is fantastic on Rockfin. I gotta say, the quality is fantastic. So we're simulcasting live over there, and thank you guys for supporting. Please support the stream via the Streamlabs link. Read your comments and questions, and here we go. If you enjoy the stream, please support the stream. Put the links there in the description, and guys, res respect my mods. Respect the mods. Art of truth and love. The art of truth and love. The art of truth and love. Showing, showing some big love for this channel. Thank you very much, Art of Truth and Love. We appreciate your support. Greatly appreciate it. Um, main sponsor of the chat today. Art of Truth and Love says, I'm against people, against freedom of speech, but our Barbados gay. <laughs> you, <laughs> dang. Send a, send a super chat just to, just to bounce, just to, <laughs> just to beat up on our Barbados. Arbabados, you've been smacked down. You've done been smacked down. But the Art of Truth and Love didn't even ban you, even though he or she has a wrench. Got that wrench. Art of Truth and Love says, Tristan and Jessica wants the moon too. She wants the moon too. Hopefully Jessica wants to go to the moon. Jessica wants to go to the moon. She wants to go to Mars. She really wants to go to Mars. The Art of Truth and Love, donate another 50 bucks. The Art of Truth and Love. Our, our content director today on the stream. Did you just send the same one? Art of Truth and Love again. Are you just messing with me because you know I don't like this song? The art, of truth, the art of truth and love thinks that if, if we if we just pump that video, we pump that video, then crypto's crypto's gonna pump. We pump in the crypto sphere. Art of truth and love. Art of truth and love. Showing some showing some big love there. Thank you, the art of truth and love. That's me stuck on my head now. Buying the dip, buying the dip. Just for kicks. What's up, Just for kicks? Sent 20 bucks. Has any boxing matches set yet? No, uh, but I kind of feel if you're a woman, I'll fight you. Are you a woman too? Are you, you have to be a vegan woman though. Will you fight me? <laughs> NTNT says, Our truth and love. I think you just said Streamlab didn't work to get us to do a test donation. Well, hey, if it worked, do it again. You guys better test it out. I don't think it's working. I don't think it's working, guys. Test it out. Test it out on Rockfin as well. If you guys, you know, the tips on Rockfin is a great, great mechanism. The tips on Rockfin is really cool. So thank you, tippers on Rockfin. We got uh, John World, William Kareen, Mavanique, and Clay, Clay Wright. Thank you all you guys for supporting. We appreciate that. All right, here we go. We're talking polyamory today. We're skipping the... Uh, Skipping that mask article. We're going straight to the polyamory. Why, why are they pushing polyamory? Oh my goodness. Why would you push polyamory? Right, when you've got the, the breakdown of masculinity, the breakdown of femininity, right? The, the peak of, 
women's liberation, right? You, you, to be truly liberated as a woman, you just have to weaponize your sexuality against the world, right? Use your sexuality as a way to milk the world. Right? And, and it, which ends up turning women into vapid, false shells of humans, right? It, it's actually really dehumanizing. So you've got that, you've got men. Men think that the peak of manhood is to either, hey, have a bunch of money, gotta get a bunch of money, man, get some money, worldly power, that's what it is to be a man, worldly power, right? Or just, or just physical bigness, right? In the 90s, you had the bodybuilding thing. Being a huge bodybuilder. That's what it is to be a man. Or now, just being as effeminate as possible. Right? Just being super soyish. Right? 40-year-old man-child. That's the peak masculinity. Right? It's constantly shifting images of what it is to be human. What it is to be accepted into the global McMono culture. Have led us to these... Uh, these non-traditional relationships, right? So here's an article from Slate.com. Some nice weaponized anthropology here. How to have an open relationship. My girlfriend wants us to sleep with other people. I'm not so sure. I mean, there's tons of articles like this all the time. A few months ago, Abe's girlfriend, Georgina, proposed an entirely unexpected idea. Opening their relationship. Having been with Georgina for the better part of 10 years, Abe feels uncomfortable with the idea of her sleeping with other people, especially when they live together. But at the same time, Abe is curious. What if adopting some polyamorous practices is actually good for the relationship? Yeah, right? What if, what if uh, emotionally torturing each other is actually good for the relationship? What if, what if seeing my girlfriend of 10 years with another dude is really good for me? Like, in, in what reality is this going to be good for you? <laughs> oh, bro, you don't own her, bro. Bro, you don't own her. <laughs> right, like, if, if my wife came to me with that, that would never happen, right? Say, if, my, if, if I was dating Georgina, and we were together for 10 years, and my name was Abe, you think these are real people too? I highly doubt it. I highly doubt it. But if I was Abe, and Georgina comes to me 10 years, hey, I want to sleep with other dudes. The relationship is over. Bye-bye. All done. We are done. I am all done. As my daughter used to say, I am done. <laughs> what if adopting some polyamorous practices is actually good for the relationships? On a recent episode of How To, Slate's How To Do It, sex advice columnist Rich Juzwiak and Stoya help Abe figure out whether an open relationship is right for him. Moreover, they open up about their own experiences, revealing some surprising tips that could help anyone in a relationship Avoid a breakup. This transcript has been condensed and edited for clarity. <laughs> That's a tr transcript. Slate.com. Oh, such, such amazing journalism from Slate.com. Slate.com. Thank you very much. Let's see. Where'd that go? Brides, right? Brides.com. Here you go. What is polyamory? And why is it having a moment? <laughs> Polyamory is having a moment. We're having a, excuse me. I'm having a moment. <laughs> I'm polyamory and I'm having a moment. Polyamory is going to the moon. So being married and dating other people is apparently now a thing, says Anka Radokovich. 
polyamorous marriage is having a moment. The spike in this alternative marriage arrangement is happening with young married couples who've been married for a few years, yet long for, quote, something more. Right? And just, just the way that this is framed already, right? and, and in kind of the secular culture that we have, most young couples that are married, when you think about what they've been exposed to before their marriage, right? A lot of them have already had promiscuous uh, youths, right? During their teenage years, they were probably promiscuous before they got married. They're exposed to pop culture that is completely weaponized, right? Promiscuity is everywhere in the culture. So they're exposed to all this weaponized pop culture. You know, so th- of course, you know, they'll think, They'll think, oh, I just want more. Oh, I'm, just, I'm just not satisfied. Maybe you're just not satisfied because you're worshiping all sorts of idols. right? You're, you're taking in all these illusions constantly of what it is to be human, what it, is, what it means to be alive, what life is all about. I just want to be happy. I just want to be happy. I just want to be me. I just want somebody that, that just loves me for me. For me. And, and even with my flaws, you know? <laughs> it's like all these, all these tropes that they're just like meaningless, flippant tropes. I, I just want to be happy. I just, oh, I just want somebody to be happy with me. Somebody that loves me for me. <laughs> you're, you're exposed to so much of this nonsense in the films and television. So then everybody's thinking, oh, there's something more. I'm longing for something more. Or especially in the secular world, in the atheist world, people don't have a solid foundation of belief in God, a solid anthropology of where they come from and where they're going. They don't even have a belief that families, that marriage is necessarily a good thing. They just thought, hey, this is maybe something that'll make me feel good. Right? And everybody's just chasing their feels, trying to feel good. And that's what's marketed to you constantly. Right? That's why most of the commercials on television are for drugs. That's why most of the commercials on television are drug commercials. What is polyamory? From the Greek, poloi, meaning many, and Latin, amor, for love. Oh, wow, Greek and Latin? That sounds hot. Greeks and Latins. <laughs> this growing lifestyle is about mutually changing your monogamous agreement. Oh, I want to do that. Mutually changing our monogamous agreement? That sounds great. Whether you dare to do it, what do you, what, you think I'm a wuss? Whether I dare to do it or not, or just want to know about it. There are some things to learn about this experimental way of being married. Ooh, experimental, like science? Sounds good to me, man. Poly marriage. Poly marriage differs from straight up cheating, which involves spouses doing it behind each other's back. So <laughs> it's not cheating behind their back, it's cheating in front of them. Uh, it also differs from polygamy, where only one person gets to have many partners. Also known as consensual polyamory or relationship anarchy. This new form of marriage is completely destructive and degenerate. Oh, no, I'm sorry. I misread that. Is secretly surging. Ooh, surging. 
like coronavirus cases. It's surging, guys. Couples who consider themselves primary to one another but crave something more are trying this relationship situation, says Dr. Tammy Nelson, a sex and relationship therapist, sex researcher, and author of the book The New Monogamy to Redefining Your Relationship. A more open monogamy might include other sexual partners. A more, it's just open monogamy. Yeah, Let's open up the monogamy a little bit. Why polyamory is on the rise. Ashley Madison, the dating site for mostly married people looking to cheat with other married people, recently published a study called Love Beyond Lockdown, a report on navigating marriage and infidelity through a pandemic and a new normal. The amazingly popular site's slogan is, Life is short. Have an affair. Life is short. Completely destroy your ability to pair bond, fuck your children up forever, and throw your relationship in the trash. <laughs> life is short. Life is short. Destroy your life. <laughs> this is insane. This is like, this is the, polyamory is like the, is the heroin for relationships, right? Polyamory is like, well, not even like heroin, it's speed balls, yeah? Fentanyl, that's what it is. Polyamory is, is the line of coke laced with fentanyl for your relationship. <laughs> is your relationship boring? Spice it up a bit. Snort a line of relationship cocaine mixed with a hefty dose of fentanyl and completely suicide your whole relationship with polyamory. This is, this is terrible. So that's brides.com, right? And there's just there's tons of these coming out. And these aren't just these aren't old. These are all new. These are all from the last like four months. I'm in a loving, committed relationship. I'm also polyamorous. My monogamous friends don't get it. So allow me to explain. Menshealth.com. And look at this man. This is a like soy boy dude with a huge dreadlock mop on his head. Big old sideshow bob dread mop. Look, I got two chicks. Do you want two chicks? Well, you should become poly like me. Right? And this is, they act like this is what it's going to look like. You know, polyamorous relationship. You're going to be able to have two hotties. You're going to have two shouties. So this idea of the destruction of the family is something that goes back. I mean, you, you look at a lot of the utopian movements, uh, communism, for instance. You know, a lot of people talking about the communism these days. You guys, you guys heard of this thing, communism? You guys heard of this communism? You got communism. It actually does seek to destroy the family unit. You know, destroying the family. Why would you want to destroy the family? Why would you want to destroy the family unit? Well, the family unit is the transmission vehicle for generational knowledge and behavior. Right, your behavior patterns are imprinted from your parents. What this is ultimately moving us towards is a world where sterility and infertility are not just something that is chemically induced, as we've talked about in Ecoscience, right? The book Ecoscience, as well as the book Population Resources Environments. You uh, want to find out? Find out. I don't. Find out. I don't really. You'll come at me and you'll find out how strong I am. Okay, okay, we get it. Uh, Ecoscience, Population Resources Environment. And they talk about forcefully sterilizing people by putting sterilants in the water supply. They talk about government implanting. And these, these are academics who are pushing for policy, 
right? Let's let's push for government policy on a global scale where the state will inject sterilization capsules into women and then they will have to get permission. They will have to get permission in order to breed, right? The state will give you permission to breed, which opens up, of course, that's total eugenics. It opens up the door wide open. Opens up the door wide open. Great. Nice alliteration there, retad. Uh, it really opens up the door for total eugenics controlled by the state. Right? We've talked about Lord Birkenhead's article from 1929. 1929 Cosmopolitan and Hearst's International issue, which, here, I've got it. I actually have Lord Birkenhead. Lord Birkenhead's article, he says, by the year 2030... The institution of marriage. Where is it? So he's got all these, uh, all these prophetic, all these prophetic claims, right? Now this is a, uh, this is not just some kooky article. It starts out. This is a startling prophetic look into the future. Its author is not a dreamer or a harebrained fanatic. Lord Birkenhead is one of the foremost statesmen of England today. Lord Birkenhead was the best friend of Winston Churchill. Lord Birkenhead was also an insane eugenicist drunk. <laughs> an insane drunken eugenicist. Says this is a startling prophetic look into the future. Its author is not a dreamer or a harebrained fanatic. Lord Birkenhead is one of the foremost statesmen of England today. Save this issue of Cosmopolitan. You won't be alive in 2029, but your children's children will be, and it will be an interesting. It will be interesting for them to check the accuracy and predictions made here by Lord Birkenhead. You can see Lord Birkenhead here. He likes Saturn, apparently, with them lightning bolts behind him. Weird ass alchemical Kabbalistic type dude. Um, here are his predictions. This is remember 1929. This isn't just some nutcase. This is a British lord. Right? Lord Bergen had best friends with Winston Churchill. He says, first prediction. And these aren't predictions. These are plans, right? These are plans. Huxley wrote about the same thing. Huxley, Huxley's family was involved in all of this stuff as well. His brother Julian Huxley coined the term transhumanism. Right? Shout out to Jay Dyer. Jay Dyer. I didn't even realize that Julian Huxley actually coined that term transhumanism. Crazy, yeah? Babies will be produced by chemists in laboratories. The entire institution of marriage will be changed. We will all live to be 150, or of course the serpent, the serpent's lie. You're going to live forever. You're going to be as gods. No one will need to work more than two hours a day. Oh, it's gonna, we won't even have to work, bro. Agriculture will be abolished, except as a hobby. And all foodstuffs will be produced synthetically. We're getting there. Bill Gates is going to bring you there quickly if you can, right? If people don't stand up. Man will be able to alter the geography and climate of the world. Coal mining will be an extinct industry. 48-hour day will come into being by retarding the rotations of the earth. We're just going to, we're going to be gods, bro. We're going to retard the rotations of the earth. And, well, in, instead, they ended up retarding the, the growth of, uh, uh, of children, retarding the, uh, the development <laughs> of, uh, of humanity as far as... Uh, not of humanity, but of, of people from a young age and, and making a bunch of retards. Uh, sitting in our own homes, we'll see and hear events the world over. 
So it's a kind of a long article. There's some really crazy parts of this where he actually openly advocates for a global eugenic state and says that uh, lab-grown babies are going to allow the elite to produce the manner of human that they want, right? The elite will just be able to breed whatever type of people they want, right? And will have total control of all breeding. Ectogenetic, the possibility of ectogenetic children will naturally arouse the fiercest antagonism. Religious bodies, where'd it go? Religious bodies of many different creeds will rally there. Here, I'll zoom in real good on this. You know I'm not just making it up. You know I'm not just making this up. So this is why you're seeing the family under attack. This is why you're seeing fertility under attack. Because the goal is total control of breeding. Right, so here you go. Biologists by 2029 will have learned the secrets of the living chemistry in the human body, or at least enough of it to achieve startling results. Rejuvenation will be an ordinary and well-recognized matter of a few injections at appropriate intervals. So we're going to just sell you on health is given to you by injections by the state, right? They're going to make you live forever. The state will allow you to live forever with their happy, healthy injections. <laughs> um, so the idea already being seeded Right there. <clears throat> uh, the desire to keep old age at bay has ever been one of the dreams of humanity. At last, we can predict that it will be achieved. Right? You will live forever. You should be as gods. Right? The serpent's lie sold to us over and over again. This mortal must put on immortality, is the quote, by extending the length of his days on earth. So you're going to become immortal. <laughs> you're going to become immortal, right? All right? So instead of the idea, the Christian idea of theosis, Right? of union with the divine energies of God and the deification of man through his faith in God and through lining up his will with the will of God. It's no, we're going to pull God out of the equation and we're going to sell you on your God, bro. Your gods, bro. Your gods, dude. It's going to be a God, bro. The attraction of such an idea, especially to women who will, now, who will no longer grow old quickly is too clear to require emphasis, but the universal practice of rejuvenation will be accompanied by grave social problems, the least of which would be the immense increase in population. Oh no, too many people again. So, you know, this is 1929, right? These people have been talking about overpopulation for hundreds of years. These are insane people. Suppose it possible to guarantee 150 years of life for every healthy child. How will youths of 20 be able to compete in the professions or in business against vigorous men? Still in their prime at 120, with a century of experience on which to draw, the benefits to humanity will accrue if the lives of men of genius are so prolonged is obvious. So we're, 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 basically, of course, he's talking about himself, yeah? He, who's the genius? Well, you're the genius, Lord Birkenhead. You and Winston Churchill, you guys get to live to be a thousand, right? <laughs> Before 2029, biologists will have solved some of the mysteries of human heredity. Heredity is determined by certain genes or units concerning which science already knows much. They are minute bodies, so small that if a hen's egg were magnified to the size of the world, one of the genes in it would lie on a fair-sized dining table. When biologists can control these, they will be able to control heredity. All right, so another... Uh, these, these people have been thinking about completely controlling genes and heredity for a long time. This is a hundred years ago. This is, what, 91 years ago. Yeah, 2029, they're writing this about 2029 back in 1929. 
Most probably by 2029, a clever young man will consider his fiancée's hereditary complexion before proposing marriage. And the young woman of that day... You have to do it in like the, in the 19... The 1929... Boys, they, they all... In, in 1929, they all spoke like this. If you listen to Winston Churchill, they talk like this. If you listen to H.G. Wells, he has a high-pitched voice. It's very difficult to do a high-pitched voice like the 1920s male while doing a British accent. Therefore, Lord Birkenhead's voice must sound more like this because I'm more comfortable with the, the evil, seething British accent. Yes, yes, yes. And the young woman of that day will refuse him because he has inherited a gene from his father which would predispose their children to quarrelsomeness. By intelligent combinations of suitable genes, it would be possible to predict the reasonable, with reasonable certainty that truly brilliant children shall be born of a marriage. So you can just determine and make your child, make sure your child is not quarrelsome, right? You'll be able to, shoot, you might be able to uh, identify all those quarrelsome people with a, uh, some, sort of a, some sort of a mass communication system that would... Monitor their communications and identify and flag dissidents. Huh? Who would want to do that? It is possible, however, that by 2029, the whole question of human heredity and eugenics will be swallowed up by the prospect of ectogenetic birth. By this is meant the development of a child from a fertilized cell outside its mother's body in a glass filled with serum in a laboratory bench. Such a proceeding is neither incredible nor, indeed, impossibly remote. The results of much research show that the connection between the mother and her growing child are purely chemical. There is no valid reason why one day biologists should not be able perfectly to imitate that chemical connection in the laboratory. The possibility of ectogenetic children will naturally arouse the fiercest antagonism. Religious bodies and many different creeds will rally their adherents to fight such a fundamental biological invention. In fact, the mere mention of this possibility here may strike many readers as gratuitously disgusting. Nevertheless, the thing is possible, and since it is possible, it is certain that scientists will be deterred by no persecution from straining after it. So <laughs> this idea of, oh, it's possible, therefore we must do it, right? We just have to do whatever is possible. Science. <laughs> right, with, there's no morality to guide this. It's just pure will to power. And of course, uh, the, the pesky religious people, they're going to be in the way. Your old social mores will be in the way. Your old morality will be in the way. But don't worry, we can social engineer you because we'll just control your breeding anyways. And if we grow you from the laboratory, from the time you are a sperm meeting the egg, we will have complete control over the stimulus that you respond to and we will replace your family. But to get to this point, normalization of this ectogenetic birth has to happen. All right, so this polyamory thing, is why I'm telling you, this polyamory thing is a major stepping stone towards transhumanism. The elimination of the, elimination of the family, the elimination of the transmission vehicle of knowledge and behaviors of spirituality through the generations. If they get rid of this, these people think that they will be able to totally control all the stimulus that the little germ plasms experience and they can control breeding and thus control everything. 
Right? These people are also, they're talking about retarding the earth, retarding the, retarding the rotation of the earth. <laughs> These people are crazy. These people are nuts. All right. Come over here and say what's up to all you bigots in the chat. We got a couple super chats. I'm trying to figure out, you know, and look at the live chat over here. There is a live chat on Rockfin. You guys, make sure to check out Rockfin. We're simulcasting over on Rockfin right now. Aaron Burrow's up in the chat. The Art of Truth and Love up in the chat. What's up, everybody? We got Grim in the chat. Hey, Grim. Arbabados, you're still in the chat. There you go. Art of Truth and Love hasn't smashed you yet. Derek's in the chat. What's up, Derek? How you doing, Derek? Delbridge still in the chat. Bishop, how you doing? How's everybody doing out there? Thank you guys for the support. Thank you guys for enjoying the stream. Remember, we're simulcasting over on Rockfin. Please pull up a tab on Rockfin as well. Make a free account so you can access all our free content over there. You can also do tips on Rockfin. Tips on Rockfin work. The Art of Truth and Love. What's up? The Truth over there. I'm on Rockfin. There you go. Is that the Art of Truth and Love? Abbreviated to the truth. So you guys, pull, pull up a tab in both. Pull up a tab in both. We appreciate all the tippers over there on Rockfin. Dino Fabregas, John D, William Kareen, everybody in the chat. John World. Thank you guys. You guys make sure to... Uh, Follow the channel over there. You can follow for free. And then if you want to upgrade later on and actually support the work we do with a little bit of help, you can do a subscription. And then eventually we're going to have, really soon, we're going to start having some really awesome, some really awesome uh, 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 premium content, rather, not free content. Right now, everything's still free. So yeah, here we go. Coming back over here to the super chats. We got some super chats up in the chat, like Dell 1000 sending that super chat through Streamlabs. It says, Tristan, why is mass media always promoting fornication? Why do many people think they need to do drugs and fornicate in order to have fun? Well, I'd say this article right here gives you some insight, right? If you promote sexuality as divorced from reproduction, then you can replace reproduction, right? Sexuality is meant for reproduction. Sexuality is not something that's meant to be pure entertainment. That's when you make it into an idol, you turn it into, like you said, fornication, right? When it's fornication, you're basically just masturbating with other partners. You're using other partners to masturbate with, right? It, it, it's, it turns it into this demonic, disgusting, energy vampire, uh, energy vampire uh, act, right? I mean, anybody who's lived a promiscuous life knows that it is not fulfilling, right? And you, it leaves you feeling empty, it leaves you feeling more isolated, right? And the more they've done sociological and psychological studies long-term on men and women, the more partners a woman has in her young years before having children, or in her, her formative years rather, the more partners a young woman has, the more difficult it is for her to pair bond and ever have a healthy relationship, Right, so unfortunately, they're creating a situation, and especially in our generation, where you've got a lot of you know a lot of the girls that we went to uh, would have grown up with, they're not married, right? Like, well, I mean, we don't really know. Maybe a lot of them are married now, but most of them that I have seen are not. Right, they're not married. They don't have children. They've been promiscuous since they were in high school, and they have completely unrealistic expectations on what they want out of life, what they want out of relationships. And they're not able to actually bond and have a real healthy relationship. They are eternal coomers. It's super sad, right? It's horrific, right? Now, this is to destroy families. This is to destroy the transmission of knowledge through generations. 
And there are many, I mean, there's a lot of reasons why this happens. It's not just people that are doing this. We've got to remember, this is not just at the human level. It's not just these, you know, insane eugenicist type people who've been social engineering us. I mean, the, who, who's driving these people? What are these people being driven by? They're being driven by spiritual influences. They're being driven by demons. Right? This is demonic. Right? So ultimately, it's to destroy the image and likeness of God, which is man, made in the image and likeness of God. Instead of man being fruitful and multiplying, man will be sterile. In these people's eyes, they want man to be sterile and selectively bred as little slaves, like in a beehive, right? Where the beehive has one queen bee. And that queen bee is created through ritual. Right? The queen bee is not actually, in its developmental stage, any different. But it's the ritual action of the worker bees that create. This is why these people, they're obsessed with the bee imagery. Right, they take God's creation and they pervert it. They take God's creation and they bastardize it. They invert it. And they destroy it. Right, because the enemy comes to kill, steal, and destroy. So that's why. They do it because they hate you. And when I say they, it's not necessarily people that are driving this. It's demonic. All right, we got the truth over there watching our rocksman. Rat. Splat Egan. Rat Splat Egan. What's up, man? Glad you're over there on Rockfin. Everybody pull up that Rockfin tab. Watch on Rockfin. Also, we, we thought we had some problems with the Streamlabs earlier. You want to just make sure, make sure it's working. Send those donations via Streamlabs. Make sure that tip button's working over there on Rockfin. So to destroy the image and likeness of God, that's the true, that's the true desire of these things, right? Yeah, there are people who want to control human breeding. There are people who have these delusions of grandeur. Oh, we're going to be gods. We're going to, we're going to create this global utopia, right? And, and it's going to be a global utopia because we're going to have so much power, right? It's just this, this, this worldly power that people seek. Which, it, it's sad because what is actually our, what is actually man's birthright? And what man was actually created for is more powerful than anything these demons can actually even promise you. Right? It's lining up your will with the will of God. It's, it is actual or communion with the divine energies of God. That's your birthright. But these, these things, they get us to reject that. They get us to reject that and to accept lesser gods and to worship lesser gods. To worship matter, mammon. Your feelings. Delusions of grandeur, worldly power. So yeah, that was a long ass answer, wasn't it, Dell? Thank you for that question, Dell1000, for that $10 donation. I appreciate your support, man. 
and I'm glad we can. I know, I know Dell likes the Sunday streams. Dell likes those Sunday streams. We do the streams on Sunday. Dell throws down, and he and he uh, and he kicks us some some shekels for uh for he shows some love with them shekels. So thank you very much, Dell. Thank you, Pano Costros. Thank you very much, the Art of Truth and Love. Thank you, Just for Kicks. Thank you, MTNTXII. Thank you, Squeeze the System and Arba Betos. Thank you, all you guys. You guys keep these streams going. And everybody over there on Rockfin. Big shout out to the supporters on Rockfin. Sending those tips on Rockfin. We got John World, William Kareem, Mavenique, and Clayton Wright. Thank you guys. Thank you guys for the support. I'm loving the Rockfin platform. Let's get more people watching there over on Rockfin. We'll be doing some... Oops. What happened here? Did it freeze on Rockfin? It says not live. Rockfin froze for a sec. <laughs> <clears throat> All right, we back on Rockfin. Yeah, we're good. We're on Rockfin now. Sorry about that. I must I must have clicked something. Hopefully there wasn't too much downtime. So yeah, you guys, if you were watching on Rockfin and it froze, I think that was my fault. I did something on the back end. So you guys, on YouTube... Make sure to make a free account over there on Rockfin. Pull that up in a tab. Make sure to support the stream. Like our homies over here. Like the sponsors, the main sponsor of the stream today. The Art, Truth, and Love. Art, Truth, and Love says, Jessica, Tristan, calm down. We go to the moon. Send a big old fat $50 super chat. Big old fat one. Jessica says, aww. <laughs> we really appreciate that. You guys who support the stream, we appreciate that. We got YouTube completely destroying this channel's ability to actually reach the people who want to watch it. All right, so you guys, if you want to watch this channel, if you like these streams, go down there. There's a link in the description. If you're on YouTube, it says get notified for upcoming streams. Yeah, click that link. Click that link. You know what? I'm going to find, I'll put that link as well over there on Rockfin. In the chat on Rockfin, if you guys want to get notified about upcoming streams, Rockfin will notify you. Isn't that cool? Rockfin will actually notify you. <laughs> Rockfin actually notifies you. That's why we love Rockfin. Rockfin's doing so well. Um, but here's a link. Regardless, you want to get on our mailing list, we'll send out an email before these streams. So you will be notified before the streams. If you click on that, we'll send you an email. All right. So thank you guys for the support. Let's make sure that make sure that Streamlabs link is still working, everybody out there. All you all the crypto homies out there, Bitcoin must be moving up this week. Hopefully Bitcoin's moving up this week. So you guys come over here and throw us some crumbs. Alright, let's come back over here to the Lord Birkenhead article. Yeah. So should ectogenesis ever become an established part of human society, its effects will be shattering. Primarily, it will separate reproduction from marriage. Mm, sound familiar? And the latter institution will become wholly changed. Further, the character of the future inhabitants of any state. Oh. Right uh -huh. Further, the character of the future inhabitants of any state could be determined by the government, which happened temporarily to enjoy power. By regulating the choice of ectogenetic parents for the next generation, the cabinets of the future could breed a nation of industrious dullards, or leaven the population with fifty thousand. Charming, irresponsible mural painters. <laughs> yes, yes. We, 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 could, we could, 
leaving the population with 50,000 charmingly irresponsible twerkers, irresponsible Cardi B's. A further immediate consequence of ectogenesis would be a plea that society should be allowed to produce the human types it most needs. Instead of being forced to absorb all the unsuitable types which happen to be born, if it were possible to breed a race of strong, healthy... Which page are we on? Of strong, healthy creatures, intelligent to perform intricate drudgeries yet lacking all ambition. What ruling class would resist the temptation? Many of the arguments brought against slavery would be powerless in such a case, for the ectogenetic slave of the future would not feel his bonds. Every impulse which makes slavery degrading and irksome to ordinary humanity would be removed from his mental equipment. His only happiness would be in his task. He would be the exact human counterpart of the worker bee. There you go, the, the worker bee. See, they love that bee imagery, don't they? Only the arguments of religion could be used to prevent this evolution. His emancipation would never be considered, for in freedom he would find only crushing boredom and misery. <laughs> crushing boredom and misery. So we're just going to breed you into robots. He says the ectogenetic robot. Production will become so cheap, and barring political and, in and international upheavals, wealth will accumulate to such an extent that the ectogenetic robot will never be needed. Oh, we won't need that ectogenetic robot because we'll be so wealthy. We'll just make machines. <laughs> how, this, is, this is how these people think. It's very sick. It's very sick. So this is, this is legit insane. Legitimately insane. So the, you see what gets in their way, right? The ideas of family. The transmission of knowledge through the generations. What he calls religion. Oh, religion. Only the arguments of religion can be used to prevent his evolution. Right? So it's, it's this truly Luciferian ethos. Right? This, uh, this Promethean grasping at power. Right? We're going to harness the powers of the universe and become gods. Right? And it's our birthright. And religion is holding us back. Right? The family unit is holding us back. That's how these people see it. And so that is why polythreples won't reveal who the father is, my extraordinary family. Right? This, it's normalizing this. It's normalizing you're not even going to know who your daddy is. No one's going to know who their daddy is. Your daddy's going to be a television screen figure. Your daddy's going to be like THX 1138, like the, uh, like the, the, the fake phantasm uh, confessional TV Jesus that they had in THX 1138. That's what they want. Right? That's the transhumanist future. It's babies grown in laboratories. It's everybody is sterile and the babies have to be grown in labs. It's, oh, well, it's so irksome to actually have a baby. It's so dangerous to have a baby biologically through your body. We've got to, uh, we've got to have the state birth babies in laboratories. It's less messy. No, it's less dangerous. Right? It's so dangerous to having all these, all, all these, uh, this unregulated breeding. Unregulated breeding. Oh my. Oh my. The plebs are breeding. They're terrible. So here's, here we go. We got, we got this video here. Polythrubble won't reveal who the father is. 
got this show. It's called My Extraordinary Family. Truly is the uh, the YouTube channel here. It's called Truly. Nicole, she's married to Christian, and they're in a relationship with Fabio. The trio have a nine-month-old son. But this polyamorous family are constantly judged. Three parents and one child, that's just, what is that, you know? It's, it's not normal. It's not right, your family is not right. So they've decided to keep a big secret from everyone. We don't reveal the biological father. Who's the daddy? Nicole, Fabian and Christian are proud polyamorous parents. They are both fathers to our son. The good thing about parenting with two dads is that you can share your roles. It's for him very enriching to have like three different personalities taking care of. The mom is just sleeping and they're making food. Look at that. The mom is just laying in bed. Doing awesome. Look at this. Alright, two dudes in this. The guy's got a Star Wars, <laughs> Star Wars shirt. One of them's Star Wars shirt. The other one's skull and crossbones. The thing about parenting with two dads is that you can share your roles. It's for him very enriching to have like three different personalities taking care of him. Fabian is like really the game player. <laughs> he has taste in music and he's giving it to the baby. Christian is the calm one. He's like reading books, he's calming him down when he's a little bit anxious. He gets a lot from both of them. But they're keeping the identity of the biological father a secret. We don't reveal the biological father because we want to protect our little son. <laughs> we don't want our son to have a father. We want to protect him. <laughs> How is this protecting your son? This is so sick. Or get adopted, so it doesn't actually matter. See, the, these are the, the icons that they're giving you—the the, the most mentally tortured. I mean, these are—they're—these people are emotionally tortured. These people are—these people are like miserable. She's bored with one of the guys, then she's taking the other one. Don't you want to have a real relationship? People don't get it that we have a real relationship. On our first Father's Day together, we went to our hometown. We got a message from a family member who told us if we could just come, uh, like the two of us with the baby. But for Nicole, Guys, Fabian, and Christian, they'll always come as a trio. The baby first. What do you? Hold on, what do you guys think about this? What do you guys in the chat think about this? What's up? What do you got, Mick Ale? Mick how you doing, Mick Ale? Mick Ale, the uh, the resident graphic artist here. Mick Ale donated five bucks. Says God bless you and the family, brother man. Thank you very much, Mick Ale. Appreciate that, man. Good to see you here. DB, DB donated five bucks. What's up, DB? Hey Tristana, there you go. No dead naming. What are your predictions for now until twenty thirty? <laughs> Will we be chips? Global economic collapse? World War Three? Are we in the seven years tribulation? Thanks. All right. As far as like you know, tribulation stuff goes, I I have no. I think that like predicting the end um, is is fruitless and pointless. Um, where will we be in by twenty thirty? I don't know. I mean, a lot of these trends could be reversed if we got enough pushback. Uh, what these people want is a major economic transition to what they call the zero growth economy, net zero carbon economy, carbon credits. Social credits is what it is. 
um, social credits, total control of human movement, um, you know, testing everybody constantly, taking genetic material from each other constantly. It's like everything that's been rolled out in 2020 to save you, right, to, to protect us, yeah. Everything that's been rolled out in 2020 to protect us from the virus, they want to they keep implementing that on a mass scale. All right, so 2030, what these people want is, you know, the infamous now Klaus Schwab, you will own nothing and you will be happy, All right? The World Economic Forum's model is, you know, the uh, technocratic control over all resources. Will that happen? Um, I don't know. I hope not. You know, I, I think if we... It's something... Um, Something that our spiritual father always says is that you know, the prayers of the righteous and the prayers of repentance of many people can push back the end. You know, we uh, hopefully things are not going to get worse. Maybe you know, if we there are a lot of what's what's crazy is before all this coof stuff happened, before the cove hit, people were loving local food people more people were moving towards locally produced food people were supporting farmers markets right the organic food industry was hijacked for, for to a great extent by big money interest and the organic label had become to mean basically nothing and it was always you know the usda organic didn't mean much but people were seeking out organic people were not trusting media at all right people were completely rejecting mainstream media, all the bullshit, all the lies they were telling, people were just like, I'm t I, don't, I don't listen to that stuff, I don't watch TV. It would be a mark of shame to like actually listen to TV and believe it, right? But then you had, I mean, you had a major, you had a huge onslaught of propaganda and of, um, and of traumatic, uh, ritual traumatization of everybody. So yeah, I don't know. I mean, these people were talking about major climate upheaval and stuff like that. Um, I mean, there, there, are a lot of, there are a lot of bad things one could predict. But will that all happen? I don't know. I hope not. You know, I think uh, what we need to all be working towards is repentance. We need to be building up our families. We need to be building up our local communities. Right? We need to be working on local food distribution systems. We need to be working on producing some of our own food, some of us. Right? That doesn't mean that it's bad living in a city. I'm just saying the things that we want to focus on doing, that we want to focus on building. So I think uh, yeah, we, we, we have to repent. That means turning from our own sins, right? Like, I mean, I come up here, I could rant, talk about, oh, look at all this stuff. Look at what's, this stuff's crazy, right? Look, this is where the world's going. But we can't just watch it and allow it to keep going that way. We have to do good. We have to do what's right. We have to turn from the wickedness that we have embraced. And we have to embrace life. We have to embrace God. And we have to pray, right? So prayer and repentance. I mean, that's what the future looks like for us is prayer and repentance. Um, so I'd like to see orthodoxy continue to flourish, continue to spread, hopefully not be pushed into a you know, catacomb church, underground church situation. But there are, there are many indications. There are a lot of worldly movements that are having, like ecumenism, that are trying to destroy the unity within the Orthodox Church, right? It would be, you know, there might be some major schisms coming that would be, um, that will be you know, unfortunate. So we need to be praying. We need to be moving towards building real communities, 
right? Continuing building real communities and building economic models that can support growth in the parts of rural community, in, in the parts of the economy that we want to see grow, right? Rural communities, local food production, homeschooling. I mean, all these things, all these trends are, are really uh, amping up. And they were before the coup. But it's getting crazy. It's getting crazy. So yeah, that's, that's, my, uh, that's my thoughts on that. Thank you very much. That was a long response to a short question. DB, I appreciate the support, man. We're going to do some call-in shows later on, too. Maybe do a, uh, a live call-in show. What do you guys think about that? We have Matt Andrews. He, he sent like a big old fat, like a $100 super chat a few weeks ago. He says he wants a call-in show. And I'm sorry, Matt. I still haven't done it. I thought about it. I just haven't done it yet. But yeah, we'll do a call-in show. That'll be fun. We've got some good shows coming up this week as well. Dell 1000. Dell 1000's back. Donated five bucks. Thank you, Dell. Says, how can we as Christians get more people to accept uh, Jesus Christ? Well, yeah, I mean, getting people to accept God. I mean, what, which Jesus are you talking about, right? I think, first of all, it's like people, so many people are really disillusioned by a lot of like the crazy Protestant sects, especially in the U.S. There's like, what, 30,000 different Protestant denominations. And a lot of people were raised around crazy ideas, terrible theology, right? But when we have such crazy times, I think a lot of people are turning towards God. A lot of people are turning towards God because they see the evil, they see the wickedness in the world, right? And they're not finding answers. They don't find a coherent worldview that actually gives meaning to the suffering that they see, that actually gives any sort of real experience of God. And that's sad, right? It's sad that the world is, is so messed up and broken, but that's pushing people towards seeking God. People are seeing how screwed up the world is, and they're like, they're not, they're not finding answers in, in Buddhism and Hinduism and nihilism. They're finding that, in fact, nihilism, materialism is the problem. Yeah, so I think... You know, becoming an example is the first step you can take, right? I mean, it really comes down to repentance for ourselves. We have to repent. We have to build a good relationship with God. We have to build up our families. We have to create good examples. Um, you know, reading the lives of saints, praying every day, going to divine liturgy. And I'm talking about from the Eastern Orthodox perspective. And I don't, I don't want to see people come to accept a generic Christ with terrible theology, I want them to accept the truth. <laughs> I want them to accept the full truth, the full truth of the faith. Not ecumenism, not you know, uh, papal Protestantism, not Protestantism, but the faith that was handed down from Christ, from God, through the apostles, and proper theology. So I, I, I want to see people to be turning to orthodoxy. So I think uh, there's some great books out there that people could read. I mean, it's different people at different stages, right? Uh, I think Father Seraphim Rose is a really powerful voice in these times, right? His book, Orthodoxy and the Religion of the Future, is a great one to give to people who are disillusioned in their, like, whatever crazy, weird Baptist uh, denominations or um, if they're coming from 
any any Protestants or former New Agers that would like that book, Orthodoxy and the Religion of the Future. Uh, Genesis Creation and Early Man is fantastic, and they're supposed to print another one. They're going to do another run of printing. I think they said hopefully by the end of the summer. So uh, you know, pray that uh, that over there at Saint Herman's of Alaska, uh, Saint Herman of Alaska's monastery in Platina, California, are able to get that out in a timely way because that's a great book. And I started recommending it, and then everyone bought it up and. Um, shoot, like the last year, it just it's gone. You know, nobody can get it. So that's a good one. Uh, I would say Father Seraphim Rose is a great place to start for a lot of people. Um, uh, even uh, there are a few great YouTube channels. Father Spirit on Bailey, and he wrote a, a, a book that I've yet to read. His Orthodoxy in the Kingdom of Satan. I've yet to read that book, but I do know that his um, he does a really good he does really good work on his YouTube channel. So there you go. That's what's up. That's what's up. Thomas is asking if I got Streamlabs. Yeah, man. Thank you, Thomas, for the. Thank you, Thomas, for the the intent, the possible intent to uh, to support the stream. We do have Streamlabs. That's why nobody donates through YouTube because I tell you not to donate through YouTube. Don't give YouTube your money. They take thirty percent. If you want to support the stream, the best way to do it is support through Streamlabs. Joe Wag says my uh, my church has some really old copies of Sarah from Rose's books. So amazing, yeah, that's awesome. I've got um, a lot of the books are you can't find them now. Like even his biography, uh, the biography Sarah from Rose, Father Sarah from Rose's life and works is uh, sold out everywhere. So yeah, but yeah, guys, uh, thank you guys for supporting. And then um, Thomas G, there's a link right there, the Streamlabs link. I'll put a I'll put a Streamlabs link. I'll pin it. I always forget to pin it. Where are my Where's all my mods at? My mod, I had a had a nice mod squad here earlier, but they gone. Guys, if you want to be the big man, the big daddy. Thomas Green, what's up? Says I got banned from a Protestant Discord for debating about orthodoxy, even in their debate channel. So sad. Yeah, that's that's too bad, man. That's too bad. I think. Sometimes, I mean, discussions and debates, they can be fruitful in person if done like with love and patience. And it takes time, especially when, when you have like really zealous, like Protestantism is crazy. I love, I love my Protestant friends, but it is, it's like the stubbornness and the, yeah, pride. I just figured it out for myself, bro. I'm the church. <laughs> I'm the real church, bro. I was just invisible for so long, and now I'm back. It's sad, but you know it's it is what it is. You guys remember we're simulcasting over there on Rockfin. Shout out to the Rockfin crew watching over there on Rockfin. You guys, make sure to hit the thumbs up, share the video, share the Rockfin link, share the YouTube link. YouTube's not going to share it. Rockfin will notify you though. If you follow our channel on Rockfin, they will definitely notify you when we got streams coming up. And if you want to be notified about per, uh, future streams, sign up. There's a link in the description. It says get notified for upcoming streams. I'll just push this in the uh, put this in the chat as well. Get notified for upcoming streams. That'll get you on our newsletter list, and we'll send out a newsletter. Not a newsletter. Uh, our email list will send you an email when we're going to go live. So I, I always I make Jessica send out an email. She does all our emails, slaving away on the email machine. <laughs> uh, 
All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. A bunch of bigots in the chat. What's up, guys? All right, let's keep going. Back to this crazy polyamory video. I mean, this channel has tons of these. Nicole and me met at our university, just having a smoker's break. I met her twice uh, in like one month or two months. Oh, so, man, look how high they are. Ecstasy and shit. Fizzed up. After that, we didn't meet for almost one year and got to know Christian at a festival. And yeah, yeah. we fall in love directly, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> How miserable uh, he looks, though. He doesn't look very happy about that. It looks, I mean, maybe it's because he's in front of a camera. After Ooh. that, we uh, went to a party. Guess who we met? <laughs> we met Fabian there. <laughs> it was quite a surprise when I met uh, Nicole uh, and Christian there. And we had like instantly had a very good time. We, we were having a open relationship. And yeah, someday Fabian uh. was included. <laughs> and three years later, these party animals decided to become parents. And they just want to be accepted as a normal family. Yeah. No. Oh. And we just want you to accept them as a normal family. I mean, it's like, here's another one, right? Another one. We are raising our kids with no gender. My extraordinary family, right? So here's the next step up. Next step up from the polythruple. And then another one. Being in a thruple makes us better parents. Love, don't judge. Raising children in polyamorous homes. I mean, it's a huge, huge push. Right? This channel has got almost 9 million subscribers. I don't know if they only do polyamory stuff. This one. Gwendolyn and Brennan. They are in a polyamorous Wait, Gwendolyn and Br <laughs> This is, these are some good global citizens. I'll take, I'm, I'm gonna sit down for this one. I gotta sit down for this. I got, my legs are tired. Oh, long stream. Long stream, we, we, we love all you biggest. We love that you guys enjoy these streams. Keep doing them if you guys keep supporting. Thank you guys for the support. Glad you guys like this, but I mean, if you see where this is going, right? <laughs> so for it starts out, oh, the, we don't want our children to know the, who the parents are. We don't. We just want to be seen as a normal couple, thruple. <laughs> we don't want to be seen as a normal family. I have two husbands, and I don't want my children to know who their daddy is. And then the next, <laughs> and then the next step is. Not only do you not know who your daddy is. You have no gender. You don't even know who you are. You don't even know. You don't know what your gender is. You start out genderless. This is Ari, Gwendolyn, and Brynifer. They are in a polyamorous. Gwendolyn and Brynifer. <laughs> Brynifer. <laughs> and they all parent Hazel and Sparrow. We have a two-year-old anti-gender baby and a ten-year-old who is non-binary. They have chosen not to disclose Sparrow. Non-binary, non-binary ten-year-old. Gender. We don't know it yet. It's something that Sparrow's gonna have to figure out and then tell us. But their parenting approach is controversial. I have literally received death threats. Crazy, crazy lady. I yeah, because people think you're Rachel Maddow. <laughs> I'm sorry. That the reason you've received those 
Because people are convinced you're Rachel Maddow. They hate MSNBC. No, I'm just kidding. Where, where, are, where are you getting death threats? Vashel. I have literally received death threats. Crazy, crazy lady. I hope karma hits you back and your kids grow up to the next That's a death threat? That's a death threat? She should say yours. These polyamorous parents let their children choose their gender. And for their oldest child, Hazel, that's neither male nor female. Please tell us how and why you decided to come out as non-binary. Because the pronouns she and he did not fit, non-binary was what I turned to. Though I did choose to act and look um, more feminine. Can I go down now? <laughs> and two and a half year old Sparrow has yet to make a choice about their gender. Sparrow, do you want a banana? They're not having babies. They're having babies. <laughs> They're <laughs> but we're using they them pronouns. Sure, they have anatomy, we understand it, but like that's not indicative of their identity. It's something that Sparrow's gonna have to figure out and then tell us before we can tell anyone else. Particularly because it's you know something that our parents did and they got it wrong. But giving Sparrow. <laughs> Look at the description. A throuple are bringing up their two year old baby as a baby. It's a baby. I had some, I don't know, four more minutes of that. So the Par Parents of the Decade Award goes to, uh, what are their names? Brendelin. Bren Brendelin. Ari, Gwendolyn, and Brindifer. Brindifer. <laughs> Family from Orlando, Florida, lives within a supportive community. Online critics have argued that it's no wonder the children are confused about their gender. All oh, those online critics. Those online critics have argued that it's no wonder their children are confused about gender. How? What would lead them to think that? What would lead these, these online critics to think such a thing? I, I for one, think that this is a fantastic way. I think this should be mandatory for all families, to be honest. I think we should all have a Brynifer. I want Brynifer to come and marry me, now that I'm a woman. Would you fight her in a charity walking match? No, I'll fight a vegan woman. Brynifer looks... Brynifer's got that, them Stipe Meochish looking arms, man. Brynifer knock my ass out. I want to fight... I'm a woman now, I'm not... What's your problem? The choice has proved controversial. Online, there's a lot of angry people. I have literally received death threats. The worst is people who threatened my children. Yeah. But I'm the person who's destroyed. What you are doing is absolutely horrifying. I feel for your kids. They should never be put through something like that. What you're thinking is so effed up. It's actually scary. Crazy. There's, that's not a threat. You crazy lady. I hope karma hits you back and your kids grow up to detest you. Not a threat. A lot of people, they, they say, how will your children know what a boy or a girl are if you don't teach them? Or how will they know how to act? <laughs> a lot of assumption that 
we're raising them without a gender and we're not giving them any information as to what gender is when that's just not the case. It's funny because one of the main complaints that people say is children are too young to know their gender. That's why they have to be told what their gender is. And we're like, well, I think we agree on the source information. We agree children don't know yet, but how we respond to that, that fact is very, very different. Well, the other one anyway, God. The parents educate their children differently from regular public schools. Hazel schools themselves. <laughs> Hazel is very led in what they do. I basically just try to keep up with them. So typically, how many hours of study a day do the kids do? Honestly, probably not more than one or two where we're at a table doing what looks like typical academics. The rest of the time, it's a lot more natural, fun learning. We don't force them to homeschool. Uh, we did it because at the time, that's what they wanted, and we're always going to be following their lead on that. Before COVID-19 uh, lockdown, Hazel and I had started talking about them integrating back into public school. And once lockdown uh, is over, if that's what they want to continue to do, then we will 100% support them. So anyways, I'm glad that Rachel Maddow and Gwendolyn and Brennifer are happy. And those children are definitely not confused. I don't know what those online critics, why would they get the idea that their children would be confused? confused about their gender those children are empowered about their gender <laughs> so we've got the um yes Polly Amory Polly Amory Polly Amory Polly Amory for you and me so anyways you break down the family you normalize children not knowing who their parents are you normalize the idea of what was it, the ectogenetic births and you slowly creep towards this future that Lord Birkenhead over there has proclaimed is inevitable right so Lord Birkenhead writing in 1929 saying that the future is babies are going to be grown in labs by the state uh, and now we got Bill Gates. Bill Gates' climate change investment firm bets on lab-produced breast milk. Biomilk is targeting infant nutrition by attempting to reproduce mother's breast milk in a lab. Why would you do that? It's just so much more green, I guess, right? The startup has earned the backing of the world's top investors by raising $3.5 in a Series A funding from Breakthrough Energy Ventures, Bill Gates' investment firm focused on climate change. The co-founders hope that the breast milk produced by Biomilk from culturing mammary epithelial cells will help reduce the carbon footprint from the global infant formula market. It's going to reduce the carbon footprint, guys. It's going to reduce carbon footprint. We've got to grow the babies in labs and give them lab-grown breast milk. I want my lab-grown breast milk to come from... Uh, I want it to be human epithelial cells from Gwynifer. I want Gwynifer's breast milk in a lab. Lab-grown Gwynifer breast milk. Uh, a bold and controversial idea for making breast milk. The obsession with breastfeeding has inspired a startup to make human milk outside of the body. <laughs> celebrity. They talk about celebrity lab-grown meat. Breast milk now. Biomilk. Big investment for Bill Gates. Yeah. 
Biomilk. Biomilk.medium.com. Here is breakthrough. Two women producing breast milk outside the body. Is that Gwynifer? Looks like Gwynifer. They're right. Almost as beautiful. Who's more beautiful, Gwynifer or this one? Can't tell. They're both. Who's more empowered? I don't even know. They're both beautiful. I'm a woman also. Remember? Do you guys think I'm as beautiful as Gwynifer? Do you think I'm as beautiful as Gwynifer? No? Hmm. Well. I also don't think I'm as beautiful as Gwynifer. It's part of why I'm so insecure. Maybe if you tell me I was beautiful more often, I wouldn't be so insecure. Yeah, thank you. Can you tell me right now that I'm beautiful? Beautiful just like I can tell your breast milk. Yes. Did you guys hear that? We're healing. We're healing. All right. Alright. So there you go, guys. Polyamory. Polyamory. I even had I had some books here pulled up we didn't even get to read. Let me get to read this one. This one. Ah. Sex of the post human condition. Michael Hauskeller. First chapter is After the Singularity, the glorious sex life of the post human. <laughs> I'm telling you, this is not just, it's not just me saying this stuff. Like, there are people who have been writing about this for a long time. The abstract says, It has been predicted that in a decade or two, our computers will become so powerful that we will finally be able to do and be whatever we like. Your computers are going to make you a god, bro. Your computer will make you, you shall be as gods. You shall never die. You shall be as gods. <laughs> our computers will become so powerful that we will finally be able to do and be whatever we like. They're getting so lazy with it. They're just like, yeah, your computers are going to be so fast or whatever. You're going to become a god or something, dude. <laughs> That's like the title of the scientific paper. Your computer is going to make you a god or whatever. <laughs> the the post-humans that we will have become in the wake of this event, commonly, commonly known as the singularity, will not only be super intelligent, but also capable of experiencing pleasures that go far beyond anything we can experience now. Yet this emphasis on pleasure, and especially sexual pleasure, seems to be at odds with the logocentric outlook and the contempt for the human body that many transhumanists embrace. What resolves the apparent conflict is an instrumental understanding of the body and the conceptual transformation of the sexual partner into a masturbation device. So there you go. The, the transhumanists, they understand this. This book's all about transhumanism and sex and transhumanism. And I mean, this is exactly what I've been saying. You're, they're transforming the relationship into objectification of a sexual, uh, your, your sexual object partner, right? The, this is the quote from them again. Transformation of the sexual partner into a masturbation device. So the world becomes a masturbation device. This is the transhumanist future you just you're you're just cooming you're just the cosmic coomer right that's a ben gertzel and these people We're, we'll talk about ben gertzel maybe on the next stream i i've had his book for like a year now the cosmist a cosmist manifesto 
We'll go. We'll, we'll watch some Penn Gertzel. Well, that might be. That might have to actually be exclusive to Rockfin because uh, if you watch Joe Rogan, any of Joe Rogan's interviews, they smash you with a copyright strike, and then YouTube stands by it. So yeah, well, Ben Gertzel, the Cosmist Manifesto. You can become a cosmic coomer, man. You just become like the coomer, the cosmic coomer. Check out Ben Gertzel. He's here's Ben Gertzel um, explaining the singularity. The term singularity that you guys are using. The the way I've understood that term, correct me if I'm wrong, is that it's going to be the one innovation or one invention that essentially changes everything forever. Well, singularity isn't necessarily one invention. The singularity, which is coined uh, by... Kurzweil? It's coined by my friend Werner Vinge, who's okay. another guy you should interview. He's in I San Diego, to. too. A lot of guys, oh, cool. a lot of brilliant guys down there. But Werner Vinge's a The singularity, let's, let's see how he explains it. But I'll, I'll give you my perspective on what the singularity is. The singularity is the snake oil sale, the snake oil salesman pitch that the serpent's been giving us since the garden. Right, it's you're going to be as gods. You're going to live forever. You're going to have infinite pleasures. You're going to have the garden of earthly delights. It's going to be digitized. You're going to be omnipresent. You're going to be so powerful. You can do anything. Right? You're going to be so powerful. You'll be able to do anything you want at any time you want. You can have a multiplicity of different beings at any time. You can just have different avatars and this and that. It is a total lie. It is a complete pie in the sky Demonic delusion is what it is. It is a total delusion. Let's hear him explain it, though. Military down there. Yeah, Werner Vinge, he, he was a math professor at, a, at a San Diego University, actually, but well-known science fiction writer. His book, uh, Fire Upon the Deep, one of the great science fiction books. Can you spell his name, please? V-I-N-G-E. Werner Vinge. Yeah, br brilliant guy. Fire Upon the Deep. V-E-R-N-E-R. Werner. Yeah, V-E-R-N-O-R, yeah. Oh, V-E-R-N-O-R. Yeah, he's brilliant. He coined the term technological singularity back in the 1980s. Really? But he he opted... It, it, Rogan acts, oh, that's, that's amazing. Really? Really? His guy's, his guy said nothing yet, and Rogan's already like, I believe it. I'm buying it, bro. <laughs> like total submissive language. The way he's... It, oh, man. You can tell he just he like idolizes this guy. Oh, he's a scientist, dude. You're a scientist. You go to Burning Man, bro. Not to become a, a pundit about it, because he'd rather write more science fiction right. books. That's interesting than a science fiction author. Ray Kurzweil, who's also a good friend of mine. I mean, Ray... Ray Kurzweil. I mean, Ray Kurzweil is not just a kook, too. I mean, he's tightly tied in with Google and with DARPA. Right, so these are all people associated with the military, working closely with DARPA, working closely with the Pentagon, with Google, which is basically DARPA, to develop these brain-machine interfaces and whatnot. And they're going to try to sell people on you know, Elon Musk. They try to sell people on, oh, you're going to be able to have so much power. It's going to give you so much power, bro. You're going to be able to just switch on your dopamine and just fry yourself with dopamine whenever you want. You're just gonna be. You're gonna be in perpetual pleasure. You're gonna be cooing all day. You're gonna have Pornhub in your brain, man. In your brain, man. Took that term and fleshed it out and did a bunch of data analytics, trying to pinpoint like when it's gonna happen. when it would happen. But the basic concept of the technological singularity is a point in time when technological advance 
occurs so rapidly that to the human mind it appears almost instantaneous. Yes. Like, like imagine 10 new Nobel Prize winning discoveries every second or something, mm -hmm. right? So this is similar to the concept of the intelligence explosion that was posited by the mathematician I.J. Good in 1965. What I.J. Good said then, the year before I was born, was the first truly intelligent machine will be the last invention that humanity needs to make, right? Right. So this is, intelligence explosion is another term for basically the same thing as a technological singularity, but it's not just about AI. AI is just probably the most powerful technology driving it. I mean, there's AI, there's nanotechnology, there's femtotechnology, which will be building things from elementary particles. I mean, there's life extension, genetic engineering, Mind oh, upload. Just gonna, oh, mind upload. We're gonna, we're gonna make new life, bro. Just all this stuff. Uh, we're gonna create everything. We're gonna be God. We're gonna mind upload, bro. Where are you gonna, where are you gonna upload your mind? What is your mind, Ben Gertzel? <laughs> what, what? You don't, you can't even define your mind, dude. This is what's so funny about these atheists. He doesn't believe. He doesn't even know what consciousness is, but he believes he's gonna upload it into the cloud. Fixed tension, genetic engineering. Mind uploading, which is like reading the, the, the mind out of your brain and putting, putting it into a machine. Uh, you're, you're in a machine. This, this moron, he, he, what he's saying is it's not, they're, they're not going to upload your mind into a machine. He's talking about brain scans, EEG brain scans, right? Oh, do like an EEG brain scan and we'll make a model and we'll upload the model into a simulation, bro. We're all living that, that. That's you, dude. That's you. Look, look at the little lights on over that part of your brain. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> You're uploading into the cloud, bro. This is what acid did to a generation. This is what LSD. <laughs> this is what. This is your mind. If your mom and dad were dosing up on acid in the '60s, and you've been dosing up for 40 years. This is Silicon Valley incarnate right here. This is the, uh, the, the demonic Silicon Valley worldview incarnate. You know, there's advanced energy <laughs> technologies, so all these different things. That's racism, man. Uh, I love to racism, bro. Advanced technologies, bro. Whoa, DB donated five bucks. Says, now I understand why they call it the Big Bang Theory, because the universe coomed itself into existence. Yes. <laughs> It'll be like a million Big Bangs every moment, bro. Just be cooming. Cosmic cooming, dude. Be like being on heroin inside of Pornhub on Rainbow Road in Mario Kart all day forever, bro. We'll all be Joe Rogan, dude. We're all going to be Joe Rogan in the future, bro. We're expected to advance... And around the same time, they have many ways to boost each other, right? Because you know, the better AI you have, your AI can then invent new ways of doing nanotech and biology. But if you invent amazing new nanotech and quantum computing, that can make your AI smarter. On the other hand, if, if, you, if you could crack how the human brain works and genetic engineering to upgrade human intelligence, those smarter humans could then make better AIs and nanotechnology, right? So there, there's so many virtuous cycles oh, my mind, among these different technologies. Uh, the more you advance in any of them, the more you're going to advance in, in, in all of them. All the technology is going to give you all this stuff, dude. It's going to give you everything. <laughs> Hearing this guy talk, this little rant right here. AIs and nanotechnology right and biology, 
but if you invent amazing new nanotech and quantum computing, that can make your AI smarter. On the other hand, if, if, you, if you could crack how the human... This reminds me of my four-year-old son. If he's just like on one, he's just like, what if, what if you had hands and they were on your head? And I am actually a little monster, and I'm a monster, and it's called... And, it, and, and I'm a Komodo dragon. And the Komodo dragon, it eats glass and rusty nails. And I have a friend, and his name is Chicken Casserole. And he also, he only, these are like actual quotes from my four-year-old, like the stupid shit, that they, the jokes that they make. And, and, and we make food, and it's made of rusty nails and broken glass. And, and there are also uh, a bunch of lizards in it, and you eat it, and you blend it up, and you bake it. <laughs> just coomed out four-year-old <laughs> just and Joe Rogan's just like oh dude dude you're like a scientist oh bro whoa whoa man dude what have have you ever seen a chimpanzee that was totally shaved and given testosterone replacement therapy for eight years put in a room with another chimpanzee that's also on testosterone replacement share therapy. They're ripped, bro. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. Whoa, dude. <laughs> We're all gonna be the cosmic coomer, dude. Cosmically cooming forever. Cooming infinite existences. In space-time continuum, the space-time continuum, me and you are going to upload our brain into the cloud. We're going to slip in between two different space-time continuums. We're just going to come a million different realities into existence forever. Forever, dude. It works. And genetic engineering to upgrade human intelligence. Those smarter humans can then make better oh. AIs and nanotechnology, right? So there, there's oh. so many virtuous oh. cycles... Among these different technologies, Whoa, the more you advance in any of them, the more you're going to advance in, in, in all of them. And it's the coming together of all of these that's Science. going to create, you know, radical abundance and, and the technological yeah, singularity. There we go, bro. There we go. You, you, now, YouTube might, YouTube might just take that one down. Because Rogan loves a false copyright claim. Whoa, bro. Whoa, bro. Whoa, <laughs> How do we get to polyamory? From polyamory to Ben Gertzel. Humanity Plus. Uh, we, got, we got other stuff to talk about later. We're going to have to do a deeper dive on Gertzy. On ben Gertzel there. Oops. There we go. All right. Oh, you cosmic coomers up in the chat. Whoa, guys. Whoa. You guys ready to upgrade your humanity? You guys ready to enter the space-time continuum? And we'll continuously be cooming. <laughs> All right, you guys, you guys got any last questions or comments or you just want to support the chat or support the stream, rather? We appreciate the support. We really appreciate it. We are the top supporter of the night, the Art of Truth and Love. Thank you so much. Um, Art of Truth and Love saying the crypto going to the moon this week. Let's hope. 
Let's hope we know when that crypto goes to the moon. Some of you guys like to come out and make it rain over here in the chat. And we appreciate that. We get, we get, there's good days and there's bad days as far as the stream goes. And, uh, you know, today's been, today's been great. You guys have been supporting and we appreciate your support. Last couple streams were kind of slow, but today was good. We had, uh, we got some tips over here too. Some tips over here too. Thank you guys for tipping on Rockfin. I'm really enjoying the Rockfin platform. Thank you guys so much for supporting the stream over on Rockfin, sharing those links, and please make sure to follow on Rockfin. It's easy to make a free account. The link, if you're on YouTube right now, it's tagged, it's pinned rather, in the chat. Go over on Rockfin, make a free account. The stream quality is fantastic over there. You can say what you want on Rockfin. They're not gonna take it down on Rockfin. If this video does get taken down, we'll just put the link on. You guys can watch it on Rockfin. So we're going to be doing some exclusive content over there. You can follow for free and get all the free content for free. All you got to do is sign up for an account with an email. And if you want to upgrade, right, rather than following our page and you want to upgrade to a subscription, which we, of course, we advise, highly advise, because we're going to have exclusive content over there and you will be able to access that. We'll be having a lot of, uh, uh, a lot of exclusive content coming to Rockfin. And we might even start making some of the uh, archive nice. streams. It Guys, to be the big man, the big daddy. You have to be the big man, the big daddy. You got to cut off your wanky. Um, if you uh, if you want to access some of that stuff, we're gonna have exclusive stuff on Rockfin. I'm thinking about putting a back catalog of all these streams, of making them private on YouTube and just putting them as a back catalog over there on Rockfin. Right? I mean, YouTube removes a lot of these after the fact, anyways. Shoot, might as well, might as well put it over there on Rockfin. So we might, we're gonna have some good exclusive stuff over there on Rockfin. Maybe we'll do some exclusive vlog type stuff too. You know, that's one thing that like YouTube, the whole YouTube world, YouTube's kind of whack these days. YouTube's fully whack. Um, YouTube sucks. I don't like supporting YouTube as a flat, as a platform. And uh, that's a, a lot of you guys have been asking to do more, you know, like old school style vlogs, like from back in the day. Um, ever since my son was born, honestly, like, and we moved into our, to our spot here, I haven't been doing vlogs. I just don't, I don't know, I've been battling with all these vegans on YouTube. A lot of the YouTube comments are just, just hate us, just hate us. But that's a good, this is a good vehicle over here on Rockfin for exclusive content, like, you know, more day in the life type vlogs and stuff. I'm thinking about possibly doing some of that stuff for Rockfin exclusive. So anyways, you can get the exclusive premium content on Rockfin by upgrading to a subscription, but you get all the free stuff with a free account too, and you can leave tips. They got the tip thing. The tip thing is working too. We tested it out. You guys make sure, go test that Rockfin tip jar. Make sure that Rockfin tip jar is working. And go, why don't you go over there and test that, test them super chats for you via Streamlabs as well, just to make sure. We gotta make sure it works. Gotta make sure it works. So here on Rockfin, we got a couple tips. Joe Wax, tip 10 bucks. Thanks, Joe Wax. Really appreciate it, man. Joe Wax says this polyamory stuff is getting so insane. There are massive channels on YouTube that literally depict sodomy and pathologize it in top 10 BuzzFeed type formats. That's crazy. Uh, usually gay porn stars discussing it. Careful out there, everyone. Wow, man. I didn't know that. But, but of course, you know, like the um, Speedy Gonzalez is offensive, <laughs> right? Um, Pepe Le Pew is offensive, but that stuff's cool. Thank you, Joe Wags. I appreciate that, man. Clayton Wright, tip five bucks. Didn't even say anything. So thank you, man. Joe Wags, Clayton Wright. Clayton Wright sent two tips, man. Uh, Mavanik, thank you very much. William Karin or William K. Ryan. If you're from the South, William K. Ryan. Jan World or John World. How do you, I don't know how you say it. 
Dilo Fabregas. Everybody in the chat over there on uh, on Rockfin, we appreciate the support, guys. Appreciate the support on YouTube as well, or uh, rather, not on YouTube. Don't support YouTube because thirty percent of that goes to YouTube. Support via Streamlabs. That goes to the uh, the content creators that you send it to. DB donated five bucks. Says everyone, give your best movie titles, but with Coomer in it. Here's mine: The Fast and the Furious Coomer. <laughs> All right, how about a uh, Pakum Lipto? Pakum Lipto. The good, the bad, and the Coomer. <laughs> Once upon a time in Kumerica. Once upon a time in the Coomer West. Coomfellas. <laughs> uh, Guessing Coomfellas? <laughs> One of the best Scorsese movies. A really underrated Scorsese movie, too, is uh, Gangs of Coom York. Guessing that one? Pretty good. Before Leo got really annoying, right? Before he became a, before Leo became a philanthropist. That's one of uh, one of the best performances from from the homie. What's his name? Uh, Bill the Butcher was uh, Daniel Plainview. He also played. What's his name? One of one of the best actors ever. Daniel Day Lewis. Yeah. Gangs of Coom York. Coom into America. <laughs> Johnny Coom into America. Looney Coombs, right? Star Wars: Return of the Coomer. Reservoir Coombs. Um, yeah. What else? What's another good one? I'm a real big fan of uh, you know, a really underrated movie though is is uh, Harold and Kumar. <laughs> there you go, you win. The Coom, the Bad, and the Ugly. Yeah, the, the best Sergio Leone movie though is uh, Once Upon a Coom in the West. Underrated with Charles Bronson. Once Upon a Coom in the West. That movie's so good. The soundtrack. On that film is amazing. Um, Coomstone, you're right. Yeah, I used to like that one. Coomstone, if you like, if you like westerns, the best western though. I'm telling you, once upon a, once, uh, once upon a coom in the west, dances with coombs, a fistful of coomers. <laughs> there you go. All right, <laughs> a fistful of coomers. I don't know why that's so funny. Why is that so funny? <laughs> Bronson was the man, says Miguel. Yeah, Bronson in that movie. That movie is uh, Good, the Bad, and the Ugly, says Joss Arno. That's, that's incorrect. The best Sergio Leone movie is by far Once Upon a Time in the West. The Good, and the Bad, the, the, good, the, bad, the Ugly is a third place. A fistful of dollars... Second place. Fistful of dollars second. It goes once upon a time in the West, then fistful of dollars, then good, bad, the ugly. Then, what's the other one? A few dollars more. Del Bridge likes Coom Hard 1, Coom Hard 2, and Coom Harder 3. Temple of Coom. <laughs> True Coom. Uh... Coom and Coomer. <laughs> Coom and Coomer. Uh, well, this sure has, this sure has degraded. This stream sure has. For those of you who are just showing up, for my unloyal mods, my unloyal mods who are over there on Jay's stream. I told Jay yesterday I was streaming today at 8. 
Man, you got you got y'all coming up in here. You guys missed. There was an actual good stream that happened before just all this, before it degenerated into just your favorite movies, but with Coom in them. <laughs> was there was an actual no country for old Coombs? Says Emir over there on Rockfin. I don't, have we we said it all? What else? The Coom Father. Um, How I Met Your Coomer. <laughs> Terma Coomer too. <laughs> Rise of the Coomsheens. Um, Coominator three was terrible though, right? Coominator Salvation. American Coomer. Coom Busters. There's something about Coomy. <laughs> Robo Coom. <laughs> Saving Private Coomer. That was a really good. That was, uh, yeah. <laughs> Game of Coomers. It's a show. Coom Hard, Live Free, or Die Cooming. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Mission Coom Possible. Kumi to America. I think Kumi to America might be the best one. The Thin Red Coom, very underrated. Same, came out the same year as Saving Private Coomer. And it was actually, as a film, much, much, much better than Saving Private Coomer. The opening scene on the on that naval ship, man, that, that scene, that was really visceral, right? When, like, some of the dudes are, like, crying, shitting themselves. Other guys are just, yeah, um... I'd say that's an underrated movie, The Thin Red Line. Or Thin Red Coom. James Coomer. Wizard of Coom. <laughs> okay. We gotta we gotta wrap it up. We could do this forever. We could do this forever. If there's no more and there's no more super chats to read or uh Coomer games. Coomer, <laughs> Coomer games. No country for old Cooms. Like that one, <laughs> uh, Coom Changers documentary. There you go. <laughs> All right, hey guys, thank you for, from Russia with Coom. <laughs> Stop! Stop it! Stop it! Coom Raker. <laughs> Coom Raker is a good one too. <sighs> Gangs of New Coom <laughs> Gangs of Coom York I think is the way that one goes um, Kakum Yeah <laughs> Alright guys You guys Like DB says in the chat Have a Coom night Or a good night Excuse me yeah, It's been a good stream um, Yeah we, we gotta be building Real families guys We gotta be building Real families um, We gotta be teaching Our children The truth Right, we gotta be praying with our children. We gotta be bringing them to church, bringing them to liturgy, right? Raising our children. Orthodox is obviously how we feel we should be raising our children, and um, you know, praying with our children is important. Educating them and understanding what they're gonna be exposed to. If you're not able to educate them, it's in yourself and homeschool your children, which a lot of people aren't. You're gonna have a lot of work to do as far as giving them a strong foundation and a strong worldview, and 
giving them an understanding of proper history, proper theology, anthropology, right? and teaching these things, reading to your children, right? reading them books like when they're young, reading them the lives of saints. That's important so that they have real examples to look up to, right? The lives of saints, reading them uh, you know, about St. John of Shanghai in San Francisco. Uh, you know, some of the, the more modern saints that are much more relatable, you know, uh, St. Herman of Alaska, right? Reading them the lives of saints so that they understand there are real examples of how to live a good godly life in the world. So they're not looking up to these, you know, polyamorous, thruple coomers named Gwynifer or people, <laughs> you know, who, who don't have their best interests in uh in mind. Um, so we got to be creating real communities too, right? Real communities with real good quality people. Thomas G says, God bless, become Orthodox. Exactly. It takes a long time to convince people to become Orthodox, but you know, we got to set good examples as well. Good examples and build good fathers, uh, build good uh, homes rather. We got to be good fathers, build good home lives for our children and have real relationships with our children. All right. Or else they're going to look up to, uh, to degenerates, porn stars, pop stars, which are basically just porn stars now, or you know, uh, cutthroat politicians like Kumala Harris. <laughs> you guys are still making up Coomers, <laughs> Coomer names. But seriously, all right, all right, guys. God bless. Have a great night. Thank you so much for watching. Thank you so much for the ones who do support. Um, thank you very much. Please continue to support the content that you like. Go over, subscribe on Rockfin. You can update to a subscription. That will support the work we do and you can get access to the future uh, the future content that we're going to have that's going to be exclusive over there. So we're trying to build up that Rockfin audience. Go over there. Sign up for a Rockfin free account. Sign up for the free account on Rockfin. And then eventually you can update to a subscription if you want, but you can access the free content over there. Uncensored, uncut, and all that. So that's what's up. You guys have a good night. Stay out of that madness, the polyamory madness. Go out there, build real families, real communities, real relationships with your children. Teach your dang kids. Read to your kids. Read them the lives of saints. And we got to repent. You guys have a good, uh, have a blessed uh, Lent to everybody. Um, it's a struggle. We always have to be struggling. We always have to be repenting. And um, yeah, see you guys later. Good night, Jay. Jay Dyer up in the chat. Jay Dyer. We, we're not trying to. We're not trying to do dueling streams, too, you guys. We always try. We try to like stagger them, but sometimes it just doesn't happen. And you guys got to choose. And I know who you mods choose because you guys were gone the whole time. My wrenches were gone. All right. <laughs> All right, guys. Good stream today, especially the Coomer jokes in the end. I'll see you guys later. God bless.